Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 12. We're discussing Star Wars Collecting. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And joining us this evening, a very special guest host. He's a Canadian-Brazilian YouTuber with mad social media game. He is no stranger to nerding. Izzy Nobre. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, happy to be here. Welcome, welcome, man. It's, it's great to have you. So, by way of introduction, why don't you just tell us a little bit of kind of the brand of nerding you subscribe to? Alright, it's pretty much everything you can think of, from sci-fi to comic books to collecting action figures to RPGs to nice. old school computer games. I'm all over the place, really. Yeah. I think the only thing I'm not huge into is uh, fantasy, like Lord yeah. of the Rings kind of thing. Oh, That's okay. the only thing I don't yeah, dabble into. Okay. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It never really you know, caught on with me. But everything else, I'm all over the place. Video awesome. games and sci-fi. Lately, more sci-fi. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of classics, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the way to be. I, I'm, I'm the same way, like, as far as... I'm not into the fantasy thing. I, I do love the Lord of the Rings movies, but I never got, really got into the Hobbit movies at all. I, I couldn't even get into the movies themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I found that a, a, a little bit too long. Yeah, if, if that's not your thing, they're definitely too long. Oh, right? yeah. Have you right? tried to read the books? I tried, yeah. and it, it he goes into... So I read The Hobbit when I was younger. Yeah, loved too. it. Yeah, yeah. Try Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And from the first scene when he's describing like what they're bringing to Bilbo's birthday, yeah. and like the family connections and everything, I was like, this is a little bit too dense for me. <laughs> yeah. And that was the only time I actually tried reading <laughs> awesome. it. What kind of comics do you read? So right now, I'm catching up with Superior Spider-Man. I read mostly nice. Marvel. Yeah. Been reading a lot of DC lately with cool. the Injustice line. Yes. It's been great, yeah. right? Uh, they're entering their fifth, I think, fifth year, yeah, right? Yeah, like year, year five now? Year five, yeah, yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. I'm caught up to year four, so no spoilers. Cool. Uh, great, absolutely great series. That really got yes. me hooked on... DC, like the DC lore, even though it's kind of outside of the main... Yeah, uh, it's outside. Yeah, exactly. It's outside of the main canon, but it's still, you have the essence of the characters there. Exactly. So, great. I've been, I was surprised when I realized that a day, let's just the other day, I realized I was reading more DC because of Injustice than Marvel, and I've always been a Marvel guy. Cool. So that caught me a little bit by surprise. It's interesting. Did you read Secret Wars? I haven't. I was going to ask about this here. You got a little shield uh, behind the, the microphone here. For Secret Wars, I have not. I read the original, of course. Yeah. Didn't read Secret Wars two. No, no, it's nowhere near the caliber of Secret Wars. It's, really? It's, yeah, big time step down. <laughs> really? Eh? Yeah. It's always like that. Eh? Like when they bring these big events. I, I read whenever I read, even if I don't read the stories themselves, mm-hmm. I'll track kind of like the impressions yeah. and the reviews yeah, and things yeah, like definitely. that. Yeah. And almost always, people are like, "Oh, it's not quite it as good." Look up to it. Right, yeah. uh, I haven't read it yet. I started. Mm-hmm. I have them on my iPad. Nice. And then I started reading, and there was I think the the scene from the first comic that I read was one of the incursions or inversions or whatever. Yes, incursions. Yes, yes, yes. Incursions. Yeah. And it was so dense with like you need to understand the backstory to follow this. Yeah. I read the comic before and I still didn't understand <laughs> yeah. it. So I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to backtrack a lot. Let's go back to Superior Spider-Man yeah, for now. Just go. kind of like yeah, get caught up with that. Hickman is a dense writer, and he's one of those guys that you need to go back. Like he's been planning that thing for three. Four Years, so right? I heard, and I did because re- I couldn't wait, right? So I went to Wikipedia to read, like, kind of like the story, yep. and I ended up reading everything, including yeah. a lot of like the main, you know, the main kind of twists. Yep. And I'm like, oh crap! Like, okay, let's stop right here. Okay, I, I know up to this point, let's not ruin the whole thing because yep. I still want to read it at some point. Exactly. But now I already know a lot of things that I wish I hadn't, yep. I, I hadn't read about. How do you feel about the Superior Spider-Man run? Uh, it started out a little bit weird, but yep. I'm liking it a lot. Nice. I just got the Superior Iron Man too, because I'm not sure it's how they all play right. into okay. one so, yeah. yeah, you'll need to read Access before that. Yeah, I have Access. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. So the Superior Iron Man spins directly to that. So that's yeah. why Tony's all kind of because it's it's his brother in X from another universe or something. 
uh, in accident. No, so confusing with another story. There's a, yeah, a there's, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's Arno, and there's a whole Stark line uh, story where you find out about. So Arno's his brother, right? His, his yeah, his half brother. Okay, okay. So I remember that right. <laughs> yeah, because something else come along the way with with the whole with his brother, family and that. I won't family. spoil that. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, there's yeah. you have to go back and read the Iron Man run before that. I gotta get. See, it's always like that. <laughs> I remember when I started reading comics. I used to read it when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I went through a big hiatus, and then I I got back into comics around. 2005, 2006, yeah. whenever it was that uh, Civil War, Civil War. Came out. Yeah, it's common. Right? I find that a lot with the people. A lot yeah. of people came yeah. back with Civil War, yeah. right? It was fairly, like, it would help for you to understand the zeitgeist of the Marvel Universe, how people were untrusting yeah. of superheroes yeah. around that time. But you could jump into that if you at least knew the characters. Yeah. It, it was a, stand- a fairly decent standalone story. Mm-hmm. These main events now, not so much. No, no and they, no. they try to brand them as, you know, you can jump into this exactly. and start right here. Yeah. And even this falling out of Secret Wars, and we talked about this a bit in other podcasts, is is you can't jump into it anymore. Like that's one of the things that burdens Marvel a little yep. bit is is there's so much continuity and so much canon behind the, these things yep. is that you can't jump straight into it. You almost have to be ingrained in the stories for about two years, exactly. I find, before you're understanding everything. So coming in and out, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, because coming into even um, Amazing Spider-Man, Marvel now all new, all different. You have to start where you are with Superior Spider-Man, or else you have no idea what's going on with Spider-Man yeah. and Peter Parker in his life. So you're at a good point right now. <laughs> yeah. I just got a lot of reading. Yeah, a lot of reading. A lot of reading to catch up with. So this week, guys, we had the brand new Ghostbusters trailer drop. Yes. And this thing was just marred with controversy. We had people had some opinions. Oh. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the internet basically exploded. People didn't like this. No. And that you had was a great much, video yeah. on your mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right. I Because uh, here's the thing, right? When, when they announced the cast, people were a little... People yeah. are... The people who grew up with these properties, yeah. they're very protective of them, right? They yeah. don't want to see these things ruin on on uh, the big screen. So when they announced, okay, so we're going to change the the, the 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 characters are going to be uh, women now. And like I said in my video, I had no problem with that. I, right. I'm hoping there's going to be a good story for that. Absolutely. But a lot of people were very upset at that, right? Like, and again, the internet, that's kind of what that's, they want to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's watch the trailer at least, right? Mm-hmm. That, that'll give us a good idea. At least we'll be able to judge it on something a little bit more than just that the fact that there's women. Yeah. Uh, playing those roles, right? Exactly. In the trailer, it, it there's a lot of slapstick humor that yeah. doesn't really work. If you watch, I was just talking before we started recording that I just recently watched uh, Ghostbusters yeah. one and two, just to kind of like I was in a. Even though I didn't like the trailer that much, mm-hmm. it really reignite those memories of watching, especially the cartoon. Yeah. I watched the cartoon a lot. Oh, that's, right? that's what that's got awesome. me into it. Exactly. Yeah. This is very much our era, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's that's when we grew, like a shared childhood. Like yeah. that's yeah. that moment right there. And I was watching the old movies and. A lot of the humor, first of all, was a lot of improv. I'm not sure if you guys read about the making of Ghostbusters. Yeah. But they had, like, the script, and there was a lot of back and forth that was not scripted. For the original one. Oh, yeah, for the original one. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not sure how much of that happened on two. Right. But for the first one, because these guys were from an improv background. Yeah, they were at an SNL and stuff It was supposed to be an SNL skit. Cool. Uh, Dan Aykroyd wrote it for years. He was writing the the, the treatment for the script as an SNL skit, and then he decided that they had enough that they could actually make a full-length feature out of it. Cool. So... The humor in this new one, there's a lot of like slapstick and a lot of a lot of the humor in the first one was the fact that they had that New York grit where yes. everybody's yeah. kind of a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. yeah. And they're you know what I mean? Love like it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it was a little bit different, right? Like mm-hmm. of course New York isn't quite like that anymore. Like yeah. in the eighties it was a different vibe. Yeah, completely. But the humor just doesn't didn't resonate the same way as the, those old ones did, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because 
somebody on Reddit, re, I'm sure you saw yeah. this, they reshot the trailer. Yeah, and they cut and they, it down to like 30 seconds or something. Pretty much. Oh, wow. they, yeah. they cut all the, the slapstick humor. They mm-hmm. threw in the original song. They threw the, the, the siren, the Ecto-1 siren. Yeah. Oh, which cool. Really, that sound yeah. it really brings me back. It's iconic almost, right? It is. Yeah. It really is. I'll say this, though. This, I, I expected there to be a lot of backlash because of what they did. They remixed the song. Mm-hmm. And I liked it right off the bat. Yeah. I thought yeah. the song yeah, was really good. Yeah. And everybody, I was reading the impressions. Everybody was like, oh, where can I download this? When yeah. is the, the, the soundtrack drop? Because I really want to download this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I wasn't a huge fan of the trailer. I'm, I'm still hoping it's going to be salvageable. Well, and that's the same sentiment I have going into this is, you know, I watched a huge fan of Ghostbusters when I was, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I had toys and all that kind of stuff. And watching this, you know, I had high hopes for this. I watched the trailer and I was like, they, it's, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie, but this was a bad trailer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was yeah. not cut well. No. And there's a bit of confusion because... It's From the stuff I've too. read, it's a it's a reboot. Yeah, but it's the, very confusing right but now. But the start is like it refers to four scientists, which actually in the movie there's three scientists right. yes. and, and a civilian. Ago. Thirty years ago, they yeah. show images of the old Ghostbusters tower. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have the old Ghostbusters, the Hook and Ladder uh, firehouse, yeah. which yeah. is still is an actual working firehouse. Yeah. Uh, as of today, yeah, oh, okay, they cool. sell apparently memorabilia, like uh, movie memorabilia, oh, cool. to kind of support the, oh, okay, the, the firehouse. Sense. Yeah, yeah. hook and ladder, it's called. And like the trailer really tries, to, and like a lot of the scenes, even in the trailer, really try to bring you back into the original, that, the original movies. Yeah. Like a lot, of, you know, almost beat for beat. Oh yeah, the, the library scene. Yeah, and, yeah, right at the start, and you got the gathering of the three scientists, mm-hmm. and then they find the more. I'm gonna say yeah. stereotypical. <laughs> oh yeah, three. Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of misconceptions there with her character too, because apparently yeah. she's like a New York historian mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So they they've kind of the the scenes they've taken for the trailer for her are kind of more or less out of context. They're more of like you know again these slapstick sort yeah. of scenes. And this is she has a very aggressive type of humor, right? Mm-hmm. The character or the the actress that plays her. Yeah. And I can say coming in and out of this thing, I'm just like I really wanted this to be good. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they've cut it to make it feel like the old one, mm-hmm. and they didn't take any risks in it. Like, no. I feel like you've got the, the actresses are all great. Yeah. The director, he's produced some really funny movies. Which director is this one? It's again? Paul Feige. Feige. Yeah. Or, oh, I never okay. know how to pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> I think it's Feige. Feige? Feige? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. But I just wish they had a step out and showed, you know, why this is going to be a little bit different. Exactly. You know, if we're going the reboot route, mm-hmm. you know, separate yourself out. You've done that with the cast already. Exactly. Why does it have to be beat for beat the same? Yeah. And this might be just trying to say, because this might be a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing. If you show a trailer that's widely different from the originals, people are going to freak out about yeah. that too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you show something that's very similar, people are upset about that too. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know how you tackle this. It's really hard. And like you were saying, with people being so protective of this franchise, mm-hmm. and we've been waiting for a sequel for what thirty years. That's another thing too, though. Do you think we waited a little too long for this sequel? Well, I don't know because the last one is in '89. That's that's a ways like <laughs> that's, right. I don't know because here's the thing, right? Like as I mentioned in the video, there is a like the closest thing to Ghostbusters three is a 2009 that video game. Video game, yeah. Which was written by Denek, right? They brought a lot of the people to do yeah. the voice acting. Yeah. The main cast is doing the voice acting, with the exception of Rick Moranis because he retired, right? Yeah. And uh, it's funny because if you see the videos. Uh, Paul, uh, Bill Murray could not be less interested in doing that, <laughs> and it comes. And it sort of works because Venkman was always yeah, kind of a, yeah. a cynical kind of asshole. Yeah, yeah. But you know that that's not really what he was going for. Yeah. He was kind of like just like just showing and up and phony and incomplete, yeah. doing one read for every line yeah, yeah. and just leaving. Yeah. That's so, but that's but it's I, I never like I haven't played that game in a very long time. I never yeah. beat it, right? So maybe it's a good time to revisit if you really want to get that more authentic in the sense that like original Ghostbusters yeah. feeling. So there's 
is an option. No. But like you're saying, I'm I'm hopeful still because I'm not I'm not a super pessimist when it comes to these things. Yeah. I'm I'm open minded, but I'm I'm tempering my expectations. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And like I think you mentioned this in your in your video as well. And I'm very much of this of the same mindset is you have two minutes to hook me mm-hmm. for a movie. You're taking your best scenes. If you can't put together a good trailer with your best scenes of your movie yeah. and squish it all into two minutes and throw a good song behind it to get me hooked, even yeah. a teaser trailer, you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And this didn't do it for me. You know, I had this up quite ways on my most anticipated movies. This oh, wow. tumbled it's down. Really up there. Well, oh, I have a lot of big disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia. Like I'm talking top ten here. Yeah, for I have sure. a lot of nostalgia tied to this thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of hope that you know with the cast and that that this would be something different and you know they take some risks and they go a different direction yeah. but you know it looks like the way they've cut this it, it doesn't look like they're taking no, this they're playing it safe yeah. it's it's weird because the trailer there's a lot of exposition that you really don't need no. yeah for ghostbusters yeah. they're like oh we're three brilliant scientists you're a yeah. great engineer yeah. you're great in quantum physics right, like, right. this chick knows new york yeah like i don't feel i think that <laughs> not only it feels like like we all know yeah. who the Ghostbusters are. Exactly. We wouldn't be watching this trailer if we didn't know yeah. who these people are supposed to be. Yeah. Show us something a little bit better. Show yeah. the better jokes. I'm sure there's got to be better jokes. Yeah. Then the so. lady getting slapped, the ghost flies away. When I was watching that, I swear to God, I'm she's gonna slap her again. Like yeah. the ghost flew away, she's gonna slap her again. I bet, and she's gonna say something like, "Ow!" And sure enough, like she yeah. gets slapped again. She goes like, "That's gonna leave a mark." Yeah. And it's just like when you can predict humor, comedy is about being surprised yeah. right is when you don't see that little twist coming the exactly. play of words and when you can tell by just like beat for beat because that's how these jokes usually play out yep. and and somebody also commented that the jokes sorry that the ghosts look so much like the scooby-doo movie ghosts <laughs> and they cut both trailers together i'm not sure if you saw this yeah. there's it's a video so on youtube <laughs> where they splice scenes together yeah and you can tell from context like which is which yeah but the ghosts look like i was watching you know like i said the, the, the previous movies and the designs for the ghosts hold up like you wouldn't yeah. believe yeah right because they're practical effects right. and i know it's like a cliche to like talk up practical effects nowadays but it looks first of all it looks very real right Mm -hmm. they look like monsters which ghosts are really when you think about it they're a type of monster exactly and they were scary right Uh, they were like they were really scary terrifying right those movies like watching now as as an adult I just laugh and I think it's cool but rewatch them there are certain scenes that fill me with so much dread when I was a kid and watching this movie I, I don't think they're going for that at all. Like no. it was like a, a like a sci-fi with the horror and the comedy, mm-hmm. and this is just like it's some comedy, and then there's some joke. Like, sorry, some ghosts. I keep saying jokes when I'm into ghosts. <laughs> jokes and ghosts, some silly ghosts. <laughs> yeah, there's some ghosts thrown in. I don't know, man. I yeah. I'll wait to see it, but kind of like just holding back. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to go like them. The movies I had the best experience in the theater, by the way, are the mm-hmm. movies that I was oh, expecting. Yeah. You kind of just put under the rug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah so definitely. Maybe that's the way to go yeah, for this. You show up on a Wednesday afternoon. You're like, ah, maybe I'll check this out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cheaper too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We also had announcement that Sony is moving ahead with a Venom movie. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they can still control all the rights to the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. uh, But Spider-Man now sits uh, to some degree with back with Marvel, and that's being reintegrated in Civil War uh, into the MCU. This movie is going to be outside of that. Oh, not with the same Peter Parker. And a totally independent story built around. Wait, Venom so Peter himself. Parker will be in this? He, if he is, if Peter Parker shows up in this, it's going to be a different Peter Parker that was cast oh, in Civil that's War. That's not going to be confusing no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me you won't get the main movie that we all wanted? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Come on, Sony. Wait, so so if, let me see if I get this straight. So okay, so as we know, Spider Man is kind of in a limbo right now because there's there it's going to be shared with yeah. with Marvel, which I think it's great. Yeah. If there's one character that really needed to be 
in in Civil War, and I know it's not going to follow the same storyline, mm-hmm. but I I want Spider Man in yeah, it's a right? must. Yeah. It's a must, yeah. right? And again, I I know he's gonna not going to do the you know the big reveal yeah, like you said, yeah, because that would yeah. affect too much of his own movie, and I don't think yeah, they're going to go there. Sure. But I still, it's going to be great to see him. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna be in in the MCU, and yeah. then they're going to reboot the franchise again. So, but they're rebooting the franchise, so that comes out July yeah. twenty seventeen. But that's within the MCU. Yeah, with the Civil War movie. So those two are connected. Yeah, wait, those... wait, 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 wait. So, so the new, the next Spider-Man movie, the next standalone Spider-Man movie, yeah. will be more. Even though it's 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 produced by Sony, yeah. it's going to be fully integrated into the MCU. Yeah. yeah. So there'll oh, be really? there'll be yeah. loose ties to it. So Tom Holland will be playing Peter Parker, who plays Peter Parker in Civil War. Right. Yeah. It's going to be co-produced by Marvel Studios right. and Sony. Yeah. And so, and then also, Joe and Anthony Russo are producers on it. So the guys right. that wrote. And directed Civil War when Winter Soldier and the guys are doing which Infinity was great. War. Yeah, the Russo brothers, yeah. they know yeah. this shit for sure. So that's being integrated into and where this Venom movie is a standalone outside of that universe. So Sony mm-hmm. is taking their super human universe or whatever you want to call their comic book universe and separating it out. Yeah. Leaving okay. Spider-Man on his own and then pulling this Venom. So what they could do with the Venom is something like right now Venom is Venom Space Knight in the comics. Right. Yeah. So he's got kind of more of this super suit. He's um, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, yeah. Is Flash so, Thompson right now? Yeah. Right yeah. Now. yeah. And it works. It's what about the great. whole anti-Vanon thing, by the way? Was yes, that Flash as well? Yes, they only touch upon that because he basically, Eddie Brock got cancer eventually without the symbiote, right? Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. once he got the anti-Venom, he could cure any cancers right. such as Spider-Man. So if he got close to Spider-Man, the radioactive Spider-Man, he would yeah. lose his powers, right? Because um, anti-Venom basically cures all That makes sense. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but then they kind of just brushed it under the <laughs> rug and then just moved on forward with... Um, the Flash Thompson okay. military Who was paralyzed. Yeah, he was paralyzed. He's, no, he has no legs. Oh, he has no legs? He lost his yeah. legs in Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been a very long time since I yeah. read that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. It, it currently, right now in the comics, he's sitting in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. And actually, what they did, they took I the, think I read about that. Yeah, they took the symbiote to the symbiote planet. Yes. And it reset itself. Yeah. So it's not on evil or anything like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. Really? Uh, the other yeah. symbiotes weren't evil. It's just that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's actually kind of cool. And so what I could see them doing with this new Venom movie is having essentially Flash Thompson. He gets injured in, say, in Iraq or an Afghani- Afghanistan war. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, we have this alien suit. You know, we could do this. We're looking for a candidate like you, mm-hmm. kind of like the X program or something like that in the X-Men universe. Yeah. And he ends up suiting up and becoming basically this, I wouldn't even say anti-hero. I say they're going to push maybe him as a hero. As a hero. This okay. Venom yeah. Space Knight with the, the, the kind of big bulked up costume. But this. so again then, if you were to do this, it wouldn't take place with the same universe as the MCU, no. Sony. So you'd ha- you'd have a clean slate, and no Spider Man at all. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So if, if the stuff that I've read and yeah. my understanding is that if Spider Man's in it, Peter Parker's in it, it's a different Peter Parker from yeah. The, the so that's confusing MCU. because the thing is too, the guys that did the Lego movie. They're also doing an animated Spider-Man movie for yeah. Sony. So you get an animated Spider-Man wow. that takes yeah. place out of the MCU. Yeah, you're get, full feature length, too. Right, yeah. and then you're going to get the MCU. Sorry, that, that happens outside of the MCU? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's like <laughs> wow. three different Spider-Man. If you're a Spider-Man fan, yeah, you're going to be really happy, really uh, disappointed in the coming yeah. series. They could throw in a Miles Morales into they, that because they do they, have the rights could. to him. They could. Yeah. I wonder if he yeah. has enough of public recognition, like of audience recognition to for them to like... Because it'd be cool right. to see a different would, Spider-Man. Yeah. I just I wonder if they would they would want to take that risk mm-hmm. on a character that because like Peter yeah. Parker, people have grown up with Peter Parker for oh. decades now. Yeah, like my yeah. mother, yeah, no, right? like, probably my yeah. grandmother yeah. knows. Like Absolutely. if I ask her, like who's Spider-Man, yeah. she'll have something to say, and exactly. likely she'll know who the character is, even if she doesn't know Peter Parker's you have name. Two generations in movies too. Yeah, like two different groups of so <clears> people, <throat> uh, yeah. 
Peter Parker is synonymous with Spider-Man. Definitely. No matter it's from the comics, and no matter if you've never read the comics, it's the movies, the Sam Raimi movies, yeah. and then the Andrew Garfield movies, yeah, right? Exactly. And so now we're going the cartoons. Into... Don't forget the cartoons. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, the yeah, 90s, and they back. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the huge. I, I think if you're going to do Miles, though, I, I would like to keep him in the MCU universe and introduce yeah. him and spin him off the Peter Parker, the Tom Holland no. that we're going to get. No, yeah, because right? then you can have you can have it both. I mean, but that's the thing because right now, right now. Uh, Miles exists in the 616. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's not even 616 anymore. Yeah, the, it's, called, it's like Earth Prime. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so out of the loop of everything. <laughs> yeah, Earth Prime. But they exist together. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's all one universe. Well, kind He's of. He's kind of taking the spot of like the young Spider-Man while Peter's doing like the whole yeah. Tony Stark thing, basically. Right. In like Japan or China. So in comics, yeah, in comics that works because we're, we go into comics, we know we're going to get confused because there's a lot going oh, on. Yeah. I wonder if in movies they would be able to pull that off. Like we have Peter Parker, this guy, and then there's this other guy who's also a Spider-Man. Exactly. I wonder if, if that would work. See, I think they'd have to go the Ultimate Universe route. So you'd have to have Spider-Man the Tom Holland, age him a couple movies, three, four movies, kill him off, and then yeah. bring in Miles. I don't think you can have them coexist at the same time. No. It, okay. It'd be yeah. very difficult to do. It would, yeah. A lot of confusion. Yeah. But it's yeah. a way to bring in a Spider-Man to a Venom movie without, without bringing being, Peter Parker. Right. Yeah. But see, I think it's a missed opportunity because with the Guardians of the Galaxy being so successful, successful, you have the Venom suit. And I think you can mix those back yeah. and forth and I think it'd be great. As the, cosmic, the cosmic line, right? Like right. That's how it would fit. I, I, see. Yeah. But this, this is also... It might be a Marvel Studios thing where Marvel Studios says, you know, we're taking Spider-Man yep. for now and Sony's just spinning out and saying, no, we all have all these other characters that we we have the rights to and work <laughs> with. Yep. And I don't know how the rights work if it's just they need to produce a Spider-Man movie or they need to produce a movie with, say, a Venom in it to keep the rights to Venom. I don't know if these get sucked it back. It gets so weird. confusing with these things because, like, yeah. you know how it works between Marvel and Fox right. when it comes to mutants, right? Yeah. yeah. They can have the same characters, same names. They could even use the same, like, a similar outfit. They just, Marvel just can't call them mutants. Yeah. right. Right. right, so copyright when it comes to like these properties that Marvel sold, it gets into dicey things like that mm-hmm. where you can have the same characters yeah. and everything, you just cannot categorize them as what they actually are supposed to be, which yeah. I think is so insignificant. Yeah. But somebody went over legal documents <laughs> for like <laughs> weeks, yeah. Yeah. and like, okay, okay, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. Just give them another. Yeah, name. you can do Quicksilver. I can do Quicksilver. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Just... that's where you're seeing the Inhumans <laughs> rising too in the mm-hmm. MCU and in the comics. Is that they're effectively taking the place of the X Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the sense that the Inhumans, you mean? Yeah, the Inhumans. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Where essentially you have like a guy that can run fast, so yeah. someone that can use, use flames out of their hands and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? And go invisible. So yeah. they're, they're kind of it's basically the X Men. Yeah, I, I think I think Medusa's hair is like stretchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fantastic because yeah. so, they have this fantastic and the X Men, right? Fox. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, although they never seem to want to do anything kind of like you know cross universe. And after the last Fantastic Four, yeah, I don't think they're touching that with the ten foot goal for a while. They yanked it two from the schedule and they're placing. I think they're gonna go full board with Deadpool. Now. Yeah, yeah. What so, makes it only makes yeah. sense, right? It made what over six hundred million, I think. Yeah, or, or high fives. It's huge. It's crushing. It's, yeah. it's insane. Like yeah. ten times the because it was a fairly cheap movie to make. Fifty. Yeah, fifty. Yeah. I think it just got knocked off the list this, yeah. this, this, this past week. Yeah, uh, I read about that. <clears throat> I forget which movie came out. That kind of which uh, Zootopia. Zootopia. Zootopia took number one with yeah. seventy-two. Seventy-five. And and yeah. Deadpool still made I think twenty million. Yeah, yeah. which is again is crazy. Yeah. After three three weeks, four weeks almost. Yeah. A little over three weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, Zoolander didn't even stand a chance against that thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Poor timing there. Well, and Sony here, it's, it seems like they're striving to produce franchises. Oh, yeah. Because we also got some interesting news that they're looking at crossing over the Men in Black franchise with the 23 Jump Street or the Channing Tatum Jump Street. Mm-hmm. With um, Venom as well. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> right? You got space in there. You got yeah. Space it works. <laughs> so it looks like what they're doing is going to basically jumpstarting the Men in Black by integrating it 
uh, with 23 Jump Street, right. which is the Jonah Hill Channing Tatum series. Oh, oh so it's going to be 23, not 21? Or well, it's, you don't... It's it makes sense with 23. 20, yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, they haven't announced a name. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's... Just, yeah. it, it looks like it's a goal. They're going to Jump in black. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out in the next couple of months, I'm certain. I, You know what? I'll tell you this. When I watched, I was never a big fan of the, the original 21 yeah. Jump Street, the series. It's a little bit too old. Yeah, yeah, right? it's it's better, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. but uh, I thought the movie was great. The fact that it constantly made fun yes. of the recycling, Hollywood's recycling of old ideas. Yes. And then when the sequel came out, they made fun of that even more. Right? The yeah. movie was really funny. It mm-hmm. was really out of left field. I remember the scene where they're tripping balls. Oh, yeah. It really, it just, it was so like, <laughs> wow, this is pretty wild. Yeah. So, at the end of the second movie, where you have like they're joking, oh, we're just gonna keep doing this forever oh. or whatever," and they're going through like yeah. all the, the things. End crawl, like, yeah, yeah, the end crawl. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I would be on board for half for of sure. these because this is like just silly fun. Yeah. And Men in Black, like the first one is just a, a classic. The yeah. second one, not so much. Third mm-hmm. one is a, a yeah. Bit meh. Yeah. So if you're gonna mix something that's you know, just silly comedy that is very self-referential, very self-deprecating about this whole idea. For sure, there's going to be a lot of jokes about the fact that they're mixing yeah. these yeah. two franchises oh, together. Yeah. And yeah. I like both those guys. I like Shannon Tate and I like uh, yeah, Jonah Hill. Yeah. So I'm on board. I'm yeah. completely more. When, when the news broke, people were like, oh, this is kind of too... This, this, that's, that's too much. They're yeah. being a little bit silly. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I, it works for me. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> and I, I have no idea what the story is, but you know, there's, there's talks of like, maybe them bringing... Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum's character into the Men in Black right, like and making okay. them like Men in Black cool. recruits. They're so, like that. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, awesome. they're so such great like cops that they're yeah. gonna kind of like fat, get fast track into the Men in yeah, exactly. Black training program. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna be funny. The interesting thing about this is that they we first found out about this when the, the Sony leak like the hack yeah. happened, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, and at the September, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the whole thing happened, it was. And, and people are like, this is a little ridiculous, right? <laughs> and right off the bat, I'm like, that is so crazy that I think it's going to work. I actually do want to see I, it's this. It's one of those cases. I feel like this is, some of these movies and some of the stuff that came out of the Sony hack was like, I feel like it was guys sitting at a bar being like, what if we did this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's kind of yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, that won't work. What if we combine Men in Black and 23 Jump Street? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I think Jonah Hill was behind this whole thing. I think it's yeah, kind of spun this whole yeah, thing he off. Wrote, really. He wrote 21 Jump Street. Oh, wow. Produced oh. it and sort of Channing Holy, Tatum. Okay. And so this is, you know, this whole thing is, is part, part and parcel him pushing all of yeah. this. There's no talks of uh, Tom Lee or Will Smith though. I don't think No, I think they they're both really I done. very much doubt yeah. it. I mean, uh, Will Smith wouldn't even come back for Independence Day. No. Right. right. Which yeah. seems crazy and, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's probably just too expensive right now. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a bummer. It'd be nice to see all those guys back together for that one. But I very much doubt there's going to be. I think they're going to make it very tangential to the mainline yeah. Men in Black series. Yeah. Which again, is fine by me. I just want to see those guys in that universe because I think yeah. it's going to be so... Out of this world, literally, just yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, I want, I want to see this. I, I yeah, and you know, what? even if it bombs, it's fine because we still have the twenty three or twenty four Jump Street yeah. uh, franchise to go back to, right? I mean, it can I don't, I don't think, I think it's going to do same money. I think as long as they keep the same formula, like you're saying, you know, let's keep the self self referential. Let's let's look at this from an angle that is just unique to the franchise itself, yeah. and just just go with it. Let yeah. let the same guys, let Joan Hill and them, write in the comedy, mm-hmm. and I think you'll bring in people into this, no yep. problem. Both of those movies. Movies, they made me laugh, so I'm yeah. hoping yeah. that you know the third time is going to work as For well. Sure. What do you guys think of J.K. Simmons being cast as Commissioner Gordon? He's going to be yelling for pictures of Batman now. Like, yeah. how's this going to work? <laughs> well, the first thing I thought of was like, I can't picture him as anyone else except for Joe J. J. He works so well. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was perfect in that role. Absolutely perfect. He, like, yeah. he was good in it. I loved him in it. Um, seeing Whiplash though, his acting chops were just intense. So I think that kind of makes me buy the uh, the role more so 
Yeah, because this has to, he has to tone it down a lot. And this is a very, probably more of an intense role, right? Yeah, and he's, and he's probably more seasoned because yeah. we're getting an older Batman, so we might even have right. to retire Commissioner Gordon at this Although point. I heard that the next Batman movie is going to take place before. That's what I was hearing too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's what I read recently. Yeah. I think Batman. today. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the next Batman movie is going to take place before uh, Dawn of Justice. I think that's the subtitle. Right? Dawn of Justice. Yeah, Dawn of Justice. Uh, yeah. Batman okay. Interesting. Yeah. So they're already yeah. going to the prequel territory. Yeah, just that. titled The kind Batman. Oh, that, I didn't even know. Yeah, that's what it's, it's, it's going to be okay. the Batman. The I Batman? think um, Ben Affleck might be. There's rumors he might be directing that. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Which would be cool because his directing is pretty good. Is there rumors yeah. on when it's when it's going to drop in the slate? Is this probably the next couple of years? I, I think. Imagine? I think it depends on how successful these movies are. Yeah, I think if, if it kind of drops, then I think they're going to rush out the Batman because Batman's like their bread and butter. Oh yeah, right. So they've yeah. Even when it sucked, they still made some money. <laughs> yeah, back. right. So it, it's funny because Warner. They've been sitting on the rights to the whole DC universe for so long, and they've been struggling to, you know, to find their stride. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel got rid of a lot of their big name characters to kind yeah. of keep the lights on back in the nineties, yeah. yeah. right? And now they're kicking themselves over the head because they have all these issues. They're like, oh, we can't have the X Men, yeah. Fantastic Four, Spider Man. You know, this yeah. whole thing just for him to show up in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you can only wonder what they would be able to do if they have all, all those characters the guys, because yeah. they're really getting a lot done with characters that didn't have a whole lot of name recognition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Like, it, it did really well and people did, by large, like I had never read, because I'm not a huge fan of the, the cosmic line of Marvel. Oh, okay, yeah. Like the Nova Corps and all that yeah. stuff and I don't read it too much. So, if they could bring the mainstream audience to watch even these more like B-class heroes, mm-hmm. you can only imagine, like, uh, it, 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 it highlights how... Warner has been squandering everything they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? definitely. The thing that I that I like actually about Marvel not having the rights to all of their characters is if Marvel had Spider Man, Fantastic Four, X Men, we don't get Guardians, we don't get Ant Man, yeah. we don't probably don't get Captain America even. When you think about it, we might have not even gotten Iron Man because no, right. Iron Man was yeah. not that no, big a no, character. No, back then. no, he really wasn't. Comic heads knew who he was, but the outside world really didn't. Yeah, yeah. there was like a, a cartoon in the '60s that was not as yeah. celebrated as the Spider Man cartoon, right? right? And I remember when they announced that, because I was a huge uh, Iron Man fan, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, they're going with Iron Man. That's like, not only did they go with Iron Man, but they hinged their whole cinematic yeah. universe yes, on, on that him. movie. Yes. So whether yeah. that movie did well or failed, mm-hmm. that's they're hinging everything they got on that one character. That's exactly. nowhere near like a Batman right. or a Superman exactly. or yep. a Spider-Man, no. right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's it forced them to be creative and work with what they had. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. unfortunately, they had enough to build Avengers, right? Yeah, you know, they didn't hadn't given they got the rights to Hulk back, and they were able to produce something with Cap, Thor, and Iron Man, and you know, there's a Black Widow and Hawkeye and that. You got the main guys, exactly. Least, yeah. But you don't have that universe if you have Spider Man because because at at a point you're only able to produce two three movies a year, especially with a new studio, right? Yeah. And so you're producing a Spider-Man and X-Men movies, right? Because that's yeah. that's what's hot. That's what's going. Yeah, that's that's. And what's going to go. so I'm happy that they. And now that they're bringing back in these characters, you know, with Spider-Man, and yeah. that, you know, we're seeing that the success of the MCU is bringing back these characters mm-hmm. to where they should be. Yeah. And so we'll see how that progresses. But I think Fox is doing mm-hmm. good things with Deadpool. It looks like they're progressing a bit better with X-Men. Yeah. So we have the universe there. MCU and then Warner's just taken off here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's 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 all good stuff for us. You see the new poster that dropped today for Apocalypse? 
Yes. Yeah. 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 People were talking smack a little bit because yeah. it looked a little bit Batman and Robin-y. Yeah. People were yeah, saying. I can, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. The <laughs> uniforms are very colorful, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. I, yeah. Again, I'm very, I'm one of those nerds that while I love these properties, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like, ah, come on, let's, let's give it a chance right, at right. least, right? So I'm like, I can see why people are saying this, right? Like yeah. the position, the, the the fact that they're very colorful and like yeah. there's a rubbery, you know, texture to this that, costume yeah. that you can see. But uh, I didn't, I didn't understand the backlash. People are, I don't know, man. It's it's hard pleasing nerds. It, it is, it is, and Xmas had a hard time doing that. Very much. Um, so. Archangel looks yeah. pretty cool, yeah. I thought, in that poster, and Apocalypse is looking a lot more. Like the apocalypse that we know, less than less than like Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze like, oh, Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was an interesting design decision. I guess yeah. they decided that it's been long enough since the Power Rangers movie that people wouldn't compare. Well, it they're too rebooting much. this Power Rangers franchise right now right, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Banks is meant to be Rita. Yeah, I think. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I read next to nothing about because they didn't put out anything. You really only catch the news when they put something very like substantial that the whole internet's talking yeah. about yeah. so when they post pictures of them like saying wearing the suits you're gonna yeah. like that's gonna explode and people are gonna For be sure. talking about it but right now all I knew really is I saw a picture of the cast yeah. and I didn't even know about Elizabeth Banks yeah so that's yeah, I, and I was a huge Power Rangers fan. When I was a kid, right? <laughs> that was right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So yeah. I the original wonder, series, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the very original movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, mo- the, the movie. The movie. The costumes were like yeah. cool. the, they were because so, obviously they're working with better uh, yeah, budget, budget, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when I remember seeing like I had like you know cable back home back then, and we had the Fox Channel, yeah. and they were promoting that movie like you wouldn't believe, oh, right? So God. they're constantly running like making ups and showing the costumes and everything, yeah. and I remember seeing like, wow, this is like. Next, some next level shit, uh, and watching it today, it aged so bad. So oh, bad, man. yeah. The special effects, Jesus Christ. Was the, was the movie when we had the first appearance of the White Ranger? No, no. no. He showed up. Ranger. He showed up in the series. In the series. Yeah. Yeah. He had turned into the White Ranger yeah, from in the, the Green Ranger. Yeah. This was like yeah. the first introduction Tommy. to the the ninja, the Mystic yeah. Ninja. Yeah, 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 stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you ever see the fanfic or fan yes. film where they did the really gritty reboot oh. of uh, Power? It's awesome. The guy from Dawson's Creek plays like the. Red Ranger, Red Ranger. the second yeah. Red Ranger. Yeah, the second yeah. Red Ranger. It's, it's awesome. awesome. A gritty Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah. it's check it out. Like Vulcan Skull or like meth dealers. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. the it's Black intense. Ranger has like this huge like kung fu hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Tai Chi thing going yeah. on. I gotta check it out. Is it anything like when they did that? Uh, I forget the name of the actor. They did kind of like a web series, like a Mortal Kombat, like realistic gritty series. <laughs> okay, sort of uh, like that. Kind of a little more extreme. Yeah, this hey? is really dark. Yeah. yeah, kind of Starship Trooper like too. Oh, a little so like bit. cynical and like yeah, grim. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Check it out. Good. It's, it's that's yeah. actually really cool. You're I really got This yeah. is like a like a, just a, like a one. Yeah, it's like, just like it's yeah, like it's done. like ten or fifteen minutes long. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And the fight scenes in it are awesome. Yeah. And someone's taking some real time with the camera work. The, yeah, you know the editing's all great. The music is great, and it, yeah, it's worth a watch for sure. Yeah, gotta check it out. Yeah, so. We also saw some pictures of Stallone wandering around the set of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with script in hand. Mm-hmm. With script in hand. Yeah. I was just going to say, because it's very common for these big yeah. shots to just happen to be around yeah. right. and they get brought in. That's how a lot of the people did cameos on uh, on uh, The Star Force Wars. Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Daniel yeah. Craig, he just happened to be around apparently. <laughs> exactly. He has to come see the set and... He was offered to, on the spot like a, a, an opportunity to be there. That's what yeah. I, I read. Uh, so, but the fact that he had the script in hand makes yeah. it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't really know because Marvel Cosmic is is, is my area. Like I, I absolutely love yeah. Marvel. I'm a big fan of Guardians. So like that I've been reading for years. That's and, guy. Yeah, Thanos yeah. is my favorite villain. But yeah. so I don't know where he fits into the Cosmic. I it just. The way yeah. he is and how he acts and that, he doesn't really fit. The only thing I'm thinking is maybe the voice of Eagle the Living Planet. 
Oh, okay. So, okay. that's the only thing I can really think of. Oh, but okay. Why he'd be yeah. on set to be doing voiceovers for Eagle the Living Planet. Right. And I don't know if you're familiar that much with Eagle the Living Planet. He's kind of like DC's mogul. <laughs> I was going to say, right? yeah, yeah, think, the, the, yeah, the Green Lantern plan. Yeah. So, yeah. it'll be interesting. I can't really see him being anything else. But he may be, yeah. it may be just, like you said, I, a simple cameo. It may be just like, one day you're going to see him covered in blue makeup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just going to be Stallone for a five-minute cameo. You know, he's just some alien, you know, whatever... Kind Walking of, in the background. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or he has so, an iconic voice too, so you, you could be right. You could yeah. be doing that planet. Yeah, it's just it's just that droll. I don't know. I just yeah. I was gonna say. I wonder if that's gonna be too distracting. Yeah, right. I th- I because it it's be. so very rocky. Yeah. that it's it's gonna be a little jarring. Like it's yeah. gonna it's gonna take you out of the movie. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, yeah. go Star Lord. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, that's that's it to me. Like his voice takes me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can have him wander around and make up and dub his voice or something. But yeah, that takes me too far out of the movie. Yeah. I think. Like I said, you you can't discount the, the still the possibility that he's just kind of because the script in hand is a little bit more like it, it seems like he has a little bit more involvement yeah. Yeah. than just kind of like you know cruising around mm-hmm. I don't think they would just hand the script to no, somebody who's yeah. around and that's the thing these scripts are so protected these days because yeah. you know, mm-hmm. of the, the secrets and trying to keep things under wraps as far as cameos yeah. and who's going to be in the movie what the so they just don't hand scripts out to no. anyone even if you are so that's just point, right? yeah. and so. they, they already uh, clarified that Nova won't be like the main Nova we all know no Richard Ryder's not going to be right so it's not like he's but there's yeah. going to be a Nova in the movie well, there's oh there's going to be Nova there's okay. Nova, Core. Nova Core oh yeah, yeah. So, like in the first one yeah. yeah but they're still going to touch on that in the, on the yeah. second one okay. so the Glenn Close is in has been cast in okay, Nova Prime okay. again so the Nova are going to have some sort of role in it whether it's again it's just they show up at the nova core for some sort of like advice or something i don't know and i was gonna say talk about distracting john c Riley yes as one of the novas it was i don't know i i worked with it but i was like ah, that's that's an odd yeah choice for casting yeah, i don't you know can't take him seriously because he got promoted essentially to like the top rank nova officer at the end and i'm like yeah eh, i just i'm waiting for you to start rolling around the dirt punching will ferrell or something yeah like making like some <laughs> silly jokes i know yeah. although the the about silly jokes, very like Will Ferian, I guess if you will. The whole thing about like when when uh, when Star Lord sends the message about he's yeah. an asshole but not 100 percent a dick. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, do you believe that? Well, I don't think anybody's 100 percent a dick. That worked really well. <laughs> you I got like... my dick message. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was great. That was absolutely great. I love that guy, man. I like I like his comedic timing. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Seriously, yeah, it's a great line. That, great that, line. That's a great line. <laughs> but Daredevil. Dropping in a couple oh, weeks. Yes. Looks like we've got 13 hours. Oh, not man. this weekend, but the weekend after, I think. Uh, binge watching. Oh, yeah. To, to run through this. I think it's about... i got to catch up with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really have, have to. Have you started on the first one in a little bit? Or? I have. Like I was yeah. talking just before we recorded. When that uh, show dropped, I was doing my EMT practical, right? Yeah. Which is the last thing you do, your clinical okay. and your ambulance before you become an EMT, right? Okay, nice. So I was stationed at the base and we were watching with all the other guys. And then we'd get a call. So half of us would go to the call. The other half would stay and watch the, <laughs> oh, the show. Man. So when I come back, they're like three episodes ahead. And I'm like, crap, like, I, I want to sit down and kind of do the whole communal, like, social yeah. thing. Yeah. But, like, I miss, like, a good, like, three episodes almost. Yeah. So, it'd be this back and forth. I want to watch a little bit because this seems very interesting, but at the same Definitely. time, I shouldn't. So, it, the the timeline of that show is a jumbled mess in my head. Right. Yeah. And while I love the character, <laughs> I just love the whole, like, kind of, like, film noir, detective yeah, noir. gritty a little bit. Gritty. Yeah. I love that in the character. But I, the show was kind of like the timing for me was just the yeah, oddest yeah. place. Mm-hmm. So I got to sit down and kind of like catch up with it before the the second one. Nice. I think this next series is going next level. Yeah, like yeah. it's gonna be. And they showed what full costume of Punishers. The first time we've seen with the skull mm-hmm. on the chest, the long black trench coat, yeah. and we got Elektra and we got Daredevil big posters. This Looks thing great. is well wow, looking fantastic. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, 
And, you know, we're going to binge watch this thing and we're going to review it around yeah, the podcast absolutely. here in a couple weeks. Yeah, just crush it. And, you know, it's... So it's, it's dropping this weekend, you said? No, uh, 18th. 18th. Yeah. 18th. So yeah. not this weekend, I think the weekend after. Right. Yeah. right before Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, perfect timing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Really? The weekend yeah. before. Yeah. Wow, it's that close, eh? Yeah. You should start looking into tickets, eh? Oh, did you get your, Oh, you haven't got your tickets. We got our tickets last week. Batman vs. Superman. Superman. Oh, crap. Yeah. I might be already screwed. Yeah. You know, so, I went on... Uh, what was it? Two days ago? Yeah. There's still quite a bit of tickets out. Yeah. Okay. So there's a theater up by here, Landmark Cinemas, actually, and they do... They're doing a 6 p.m. Thursday showing of Batman vs Superman. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it's the 3D IMAX, so it's the first showing in Calgary yeah. of nice. Batman vs Superman. And usually you show up there to get the posters and the reserved seating too. So you don't sound like you have to show up three, four hours in advance. Right. You like should go bro- grab a beer before. <clears throat> yeah. And then wow. walk into the theaters. Yeah. You got we got our seats I primed. Really gotta look into buying my tickets. I yeah. didn't realize it was this close. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh. Right? This creeps up on you. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, guys. So we're here to talk Star Wars collecting. We're all massive Star Wars fans. And just, I don't know, man. I'm intimidated. Here and here. <laughs> I thought I thought I enjoyed right. Star Wars. I stepped into this guy's basement, and it's like a sanctuary. Like you got some really cool stuff to set up. I love. You got some Legos. You got some classic figures. It's like I thought I had a lot of Star Wars stuff, but I have to reconsider. Love the art too. They're in the corner too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's well. It's been a passion of mine for since I'm gonna say '97 or so. Wow. Right on. Yeah. And it's been something I've built up for years and years and years. And like I've said before, like. The collecting kind of for me ebbs and flows like intensity. Like high school, I kind of got out of it because I had other things on my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> and you know, being a collector to me is it's it's less about going out and buying things. It's more about being part of a community. Yeah, and it's about the hunt and it's about you know forming relationships with people. You know, I've met a lot of people through Star Wars, mm-hmm. through Star Wars collecting. I've you know I've great bonds with my my uncle and my cousin and even my dad who's not a big star wars fan yeah. has at times been a big time collector for me on behalf of that's me cool. like he's the one that yeah. got me into the vintage star wars this is something that's ingrained this is how people see me mm-hmm. you know my friends and family i'm the star wars guy yeah, yeah. right and i for me i fully embrace that and particularly mm-hmm. over the last maybe 10 years mm-hmm. you know I, at times i've always you know I've, I've pushed it to the back and it's not been something that i've projected out there but, you know, the last 10 years or so, I've just said, you know what? I really love doing this. Yep. I enjoy collecting. I enjoy everything around the community. And that, that's why I'm a collector, right? Like you said, it's, <laughs> at times, it's intense. You got, you got a lot of – like, when I stepped in, I was like, wow, man. Like, I, I – uh, yeah, no, this is this is pretty it, – it, it shows that you've been at this for quite a while. Like, I don't think you could pick – even if you had the means to drop that much money at one go, yeah. you would never be able to find all of this in exactly. one place or yeah. 10 places. Like, this looks like – uh, it's been uh, a collection in the making for for quite a while. So a lot of trips to Toys R Us, a lot of trips to Walmart, yeah. eBay, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's one thing. Like, like how did you guys get into Star Wars collect, and what do you collect? So for me, the first time I was able to, because okay, the, I think the first collectible I have for Star Wars, I had the like toys here and there, but back home I'm from Brazil, okay, right? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Brazil in the '90s, like the economy. I mean, it's never been great, but it was. Really not great back then. I I had a few toys here and there, but nothing like it was hard to be able to like you know go to the store and like I want these three things because you know I'm gonna play with all three of them together kind of thing. Yeah. Couldn't really do that. The first thing I had uh, Star Wars was uh, I'm not sure if they ran this promotion here, but Pepsi when the the remasters landed yeah. in, uh, yeah. in 1997, mm-hmm. yeah. right? The special edition. Pepsi was doing this thing where you'd bring I think it was three uh, like bottle caps and like a buck or whatever, and they'd give you a little. I guess play magic like a little booster pack. I know, I know of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, they would give you a little booster pack, which I, th- I think it came with like three uh, little cards with uh, like the vehicles and the places and like the characters. And you flip it over, and there'd be a, like a quick bio of the character okay, and like okay. the language they speak, what race they oh, are, wow. their size. It was really cool. cool. Like it was like glossy, like you know, a little thing of card. Uh, really cool. My aunt was the owner of like the high school cafeteria, so mm-hmm. she had like boxes and boxes of that stuff. When the promotion ran out. She, like, there's all these stipulations, like, after a certain date, you cannot, like, put this stuff out anymore. So mm-hmm. she had nothing to do with it. She just came to my house with all of these boxes. Oh, wow. And said, here you go. Like, <laughs> you, you like the Star Wars stuff, yeah. right? So I spent, like, the whole evening, like, opening them. And, like, oh, wow. and it came with, like, this little plastic, like, like little binder. You, like, numbered, because, like, they all had their numbers. Oh, and yeah. then I'm, like, putting them all together. Oh, you nice. still have it? I wish, man. Oh, I had... Man. <laughs> R2 has always been my favorite character, right? Yeah. I remember when I... I think one of the first games that I really got into is Star Wars, which I guess also counts as Star Wars collecting. Yep. It was Super Star Wars Return of the oh, Jedi. For so the Super hard Nintendo. so good. It's so hard. <laughs> I, I When I think that I beat that game, yeah. like on emulators today, oh, yeah. having save states, yeah. I, I have a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. And to think that I beat that game back then, I'm, I'm impressed with at myself. Passwords. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I, I remember being disappointed because at the back of the, the box, there's like a little R2. And I thought, like, you know, a kid, you imagine, things i thought that meant you could play as r2 and i played uh, the whole yeah. game and it couldn't right. it was just a save state you yeah like get up to him and like crouch and then it would save your spot yeah but then so i had an r2 card in my wallet that i always had and then over time i moved a lot over the years and i ended up losing you know a few cards here and a few cards there and i always had that one in my wallet that was already kind of like you know getting a little yeah. beat up right yeah uh, and then i lost that wallet and then i completely lost uh, like all of my cards yeah. So that was a little sad. In 1999, when episode one came out, uh, my family and I, we went to the States and we had a little bit of money and toys were a lot cheaper. So we went to a Toys R Us and I picked up a whole, I'm talking like a good 10 action figures uh, of episode one, right? I even had Jar Jar. I had Jar Jar. I had the battle droid. Yeah. I had, and then all the characters. Yes. So... That was the first time when you got... Yeah, there you go. There that's exactly is. the one. And I remember you could take this off too. Yeah, that's exactly the one I had. Uh, and this was, remember, this is before Jar Jar was universally hated. Yeah, like, exactly. For the first like little while, people weren't you know super upset at the no. character. But uh, yeah, no, this is exactly the one I had. Heck, wow. it came with a staff, did it not? Yeah, all, yeah. all the, the... Yeah, exactly. The little battle droid, the yeah. battle damage version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, I remember brilliant. thinking the droids were really cool. So that was the first time I picked up a lot of like, and that's when I started collecting. Over the years, because I moved so many times, I ended up kind of losing all of those. Yeah. I had to kind of rebuild from scratch. And you know, the 99 for me too, was this is when the when I would consider when I moved from a, a child that mm-hmm. plays with action figures to an actual collector. To just right. having them. Yeah. yeah, to having them and going out and ha- having to get all of them yeah. too. Like, you know, I hunted for, you know, a year trying mm-hmm. to get all of these Phantom wow. Menace figures, right? And... It's they're like the second or they're probably what I consider kind of your third era of collecting as these, well. These are the power of the force. These no, these are there. the prequel era. Oh, so okay. the power of the force is kind of it's these big. ones here, these bulked up kind of, and they would I consider your kind of second era of collecting. We'll talk about a little bit about that. Oh, later. Okay, cool. But yeah, this is not the original though. No, there's I, I'm just grabbing the ones as I see them in this box. I remember here. <laughs> specifically because the original one, or does this the, uh, the neck would go down? This one doesn't look like the neck goes down. Like yeah. oh no, it does tilt forward. Never mind. Yeah. So we're just oh, we're, uh, out there in Podworld, you can see that we're. Uh, but the arms, yeah, yeah, but the yeah, arms are at a different angle. Through all the, the different uh, action figures. The here. prequel era, the arms were straight down. These ones, yeah. both the arms and oh, the legs, are kind okay. of at an angle. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I have this one. Darth yeah. Maul just came on set, guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, Darth Maul, such wasted potential. <laughs> but yeah, so Troy, how did you, how did you get into collecting? Uh, you know what? I I had a little bit of the figures. Um, I had the, the power of the force. 
Yep. So I had uh, Luke, uh, Return of the Jedi, Jedi Knight clothes. He's cool. Oh, yeah. That's Badass. awesome. But I was a video game guy, so I had Super <laughs> Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Star Wars, um, Return of the Jedi. Those were but things that I used to kind of play with. And then later on, I got the Dreamcast and I got the Star Wars Power Battles. So I was being more of a video game guy. It actually wasn't until I met Tim until I actually got back into the, the Black oh, Series. I've dragged collecting, you head yeah, first into, into them. the dark side. <laughs> right into the dark side. So uh, yeah, I've started collecting a lot of the Black Series stuff. Um, six inch. Yeah. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't do the three, three quarter. Too small, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> for, for me, I, I respect them though. I really like the way they look, the way they're presented, but... um. I'm more for the the six inch yeah. figures. That's what I've been after right now. So, yeah, and yeah. Izzy, as you've kind of alluded to, as far as my collecting, I guess you know some people have kind of character focused collectings where they'll focus on a Greedo or yeah. a Chewie or something like that. I consider myself more of a, a line or a, a large item nice. sort of collector. So I collect Lego, yeah, <laughs> Funko Pops, yeah, three and three quarter inch action figures, six inch action figures, yeah. the vintage line, oh yeah, uh, posters. You kind of name it. Yeah. I'm more or less there. Even into the kind of weird household stuff. Like right. The bathroom we got the down cups. here. It's got <laughs> yeah, yeah, cups. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and Just, you know, I used to have the Lego. The, when they first introduced the Star Wars Lego, I hopped on that. So I had all those when they were like still yellow. They do you still have even. them? Uh, you know what? They might be in my mom's basement you somewhere. Get so them. I'll look for those. Yeah. <laughs> but those, I, had, I had the whole set. The Return of the Jedi, all that stuff. Kregon Jin, yeah. even. I nice. had those ones, which were awesome back then. I had a few of those, but I, yeah. I lost them all over the years. The yeah. only one I still have is a uh, Jedi Starfighter from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. Nice. Anakin's oh, uh, Starfighter. Okay. Yeah. So I still have that. It's right. I used to keep it. I have a TV. Uh, I have a TV. <laughs> in my room. Folks, where, he has a TV. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Getting fancy here. Uh, in my, uh, sorry, my living room, I got the TV. And then there's the, kind of like the TV unit. And then on one corner, I have the Lego DeLorean. And oh. then on the other corner, the the Lego uh, Starfighter. Yeah. I try to limit, like, in my office, I have, like, you know, it's everywhere you look. It's like, you know, I got a bunch of action figures. I got a bunch of comics. Mm-hmm. In the common areas of the house, I try to keep it a little bit more elegant. But yeah. then that was the only one touch I wanted. Yeah. Right in the corner just like a little DeLorean in one corner a little Jedi Starfire nice. on the other corner but then I moved that into my office because I wanted to kind of integrate with the rest of my Star Wars of course yeah. yeah I collect one thing I, I forgot to mention for a while I was like chasing all that I could find on eBay is those Revell kits the Snap Bright yep. Snap Tight I think yep. they are uh, they used to be kind of like you have to glue. There's a lot that you have to do. You have to paint them at the end. Oh, these are model sets. These. Yes, the yeah. model oh, okay. sets. I, I have a yeah. whole bunch of those still. A bunch that I never even opened, yeah. actually. And because uh, I bought them at the, the the Calgary Expo. Yeah. And then after I put everything up, I'm like, wow, I have nowhere to put this. <laughs> so I have a uh, like a uh, like a diorama from uh, the what is it? I think it's a Hoth diorama. Oh, cool. So one of those caves, the ice caves. Yeah. Oh, like, Wampa Wampa caves. Yeah. Nice. Not the Wampa cave itself. The base, like oh, the, the, base the rebel oh, okay, base. Okay. Yeah, the base oh, okay. cave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like you got the little Millennium, uh, the Millennium Falcon, and then like yeah. a bunch of like uh, snow speeders. It's really cool. I have one at at that ended up getting broken, two ATSTs, yeah. uh, a snow speeder, which wow. is I think one of my favorite designs. What else? And an uh, Y wing. Which oh, the Y wing. Oh, cool. Which are just in my like in my just, they're just put away because I have nowhere to put them because yeah. they're fairly big. Yeah. Right, and the display cases I have, they're kind of like uh, like a glass display case, and they're not super big. Mm-hmm. So some of the action figures that I have, like in these models, are definitely way too big for them. Yeah, but yeah, I have the Millennium Falcon from the same line, and it's just it's gorgeous. It's, nice. it's, and it was really like, and it, I think it was like forty dollars at Toys R Us. It was yeah. really for the size. Mm-hmm. It's about the size of that Lego uh, Falcon you got there. Yeah, cool. But like wow. snap tight, so like you know, you, it comes in like That's a little cool. thing that you pop out the little piece. Oh yeah, together. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I have those two I forgot to mention. So, well, most collectors, I guess, 
as far as as far as I've seen, kind of start, which you guys have now proven that that's not exactly how everyone starts, <laughs> is with action figures. Yeah. And and I think to some degree, most Star Wars collectors at some point or another have collected the action figures, whether it was when they're young yeah. or whether it's currently. You know, you go back and it's it's such a broad topic. Like there's podcasts, there's books, there's even films. There's yeah. a fantastic documentary called Plastic Galaxy, cool. a, a Star Wars story mm-hmm. or Toy Story. And it's fantastic. It's, you can get it on um, Amazon or something like that and just rent and watch it. It's, it's an hour and a half long. It's just chronicles kind of going through the Kenner era of Star oh, Wars yeah. toys cool. and how it got started up, you know, how it went from George Lucas essentially saying, I don't want the salary for Star Wars. I'll take the merchandising rights, which is brilliant and, and the rights to, um, essentially the sequels. Yeah. And this made this guy billions oh, and yeah. billions of oh, yeah. dollars. And it was an unprecedented move, right? Like people at the studio, Fox, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, they probably were like, well, what is this guy doing? Because yeah. back then, what you could do with the licensing for like the, the merchandise is like you're going to put out some t-shirts and some posters. And that's about it. Maybe right. like a cereal box, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they weren't really seeing the no. potential. And for all of his flaws, you got to give it to him. Like that was a like, groundbreaking, very oh, pioneering yeah. move. Yeah. And that's why the guy's a billionaire. Exactly. So between 77 and 78, Star Wars merchandise made $100 million. Holy smokes. And that's 70s, that's 70s money, yeah, that's, right? Yeah, that's a you know, lot that's money. when we're, the action figures were $2 yeah. a piece or 3 bucks Jeez. a piece or something, right? And, you know, the revenue this has generated is over $12 billion. You know, they're averaging aye, aye, $3 aye. billion dollars a year. And this year alone, the Force Awakens year, they're expecting up to $6 billion. And that's just merchandise. That's just merchandise. That's not including the <laughs> almost over $2 billion they made on the movie oh and all this other stuff. This is just merchandise and tie-in stuff. When do you think they bought that property for $4 billion? They got a, like, got a pretty sweet deal, right? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Got that back in one movie and then some. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane what they've done with this licensing. And... You know, going back to the vintage, like right when it started. So Kenner got the license to Star Wars and they were, I guess at the start, all there was really out was Planet of the Apes and they're almost kind of like a doll action figure sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There was no... Those big ones, right? Yeah. There were like actual fabric. Yeah, fabric and they had like a plastic head. (laughs) They're the only action figures that that are around. There's none of this three and three quarter inch plastic manufactured, you know, high degree of at the time likeness, (laughs) not so much anymore. (laughs) That didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So no one really expected that Star Wars was going to take off like it did, right? And Kenner was caught a bit off guard. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, they pulled off the biggest coup of all time as oh, far yeah. as toy marketing and merchandising. So Christmas of 77. So the movie came out in May 77. Christmas of 77, they sold an empty box. Yes. Oh my God. It's called the Early Bird Package. This infamous story. They basically created like pre-sales. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. This was this was your pre-order where you drop your money yeah. and you get nothing in return except for a certificate that says someday you'll send this away and we'll send you back action figures. Yeah. What? And people put that under their, their Christmas, yeah, Christmas trees and everything. Exactly. Oh that gosh. created a whole pre-order yeah. kind of like yeah. a method of buying yeah. things that don't exist yet. Oh my god. And and it's and this is like one of this is one of my coveted holy grails. I want yeah. a full mint in box. And this, these things cost a fortune, but yeah. you know, essentially they had four figures in there: is Leia, Luke. R2 and Chewy. Oh, and this, okay. this came out of a box and it said, when 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 we're ready, because they it takes about a year to go from concept to production on yeah. these sort of things. And Kenner just were caught off guard. Wow. And so in 78, they started shipping these things <laughs> to people and they, they lived up to it and all that. And then the, the, the line was augmented by another eight <laughs> figures and then another 12. And so we're, we're wow. this thing picked up really quick. And the unique thing about Star Wars, and this started right from the beginning, and you'll see this through every single action figure line is every character gets a figure yeah you know you look at ninja turtles you look at 
whatever, you're only getting your main characters, yeah. your main villains. This, you're getting people that have screen time for literally a split second, yeah. a single frame. One of the most infamous ones for that, I think, is uh, Will, uh, Will Wood, sorry, Will Hood, I think is his name, the ice cream man. Yeah. And there's a scene in uh, in uh, <laughs> Empire where, uh, where there's like turmoil in the cloud, in cloud city, and you see one guy, and he has like this beige, beige clothes, and he has like, it looks like just like a like a metal cylinder, yeah. and he's running the background. You see him for literally one second, yeah. and there's there's an action figure. It's his That's name awesome. is Wilred Hood or something yeah. like that, That's and he's hilarious. known in the collecting circles as the Ice Cream Man. Oh my goodness! It, it's and there's there's characters like there's one in the Return of the Jedi line in the vintage called Yak Face, yeah, and it's not even the character's name, but this <laughs> thing goes for like ten thousand dollars plus, wow. and it's literally split second screen time. <laughs> and that's in Return of the Jedi. And it's it's nuts. And it's because it wasn't sold in the US. It was yeah. only sold in Canada and Europe. Yeah. And so that's a big thing with vintage collecting is this rarities mm-hmm. and the variations. Because this had never been done before on this scale, yeah. that they produced these early figures and you end up with variants like this. I got two here. Here's the there's the Han Solo big head and the Han Solo small head. Yeah, it's and, gonna ask the difference between these guys. I mean, well, obviously one has a bigger head, but yeah. So what happened? This was the first run, mm-hmm. which is the Han Solo from the I think the original twelve, mm-hmm. and then the second run they said we want this to look more like Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. And so then they produced what's called the big head Han. Oh. And you see this all through the line. You see different variations and colors. Yeah, there's the, the they change out the vinyl capes on some of these, mm-hmm. so you can see the the original Vader's got a vinyl cape. Yeah. They changed wow. that out for more cloth things like the specifically the jawa mm-hmm. that's one of the most rare action figures to find in the vintage line is, wow. is the jawa with a vinyl oh, this cape. is definitely an odd decision yeah <laughs> it looks like dracula <laughs> it's, it's, yeah this is yeah and we're looking at the the vintage um vader, vader here yeah. and so it's those original run of characters and then they, they went back basically to the drawing board and said okay now we're going to look at something so there's stuff called the del- double telescoping light- lightsaber where essentially the lightsaber had a, an end that came out yeah and it would break easy so they changed that up and so a lot of vintage collection is is not only going back and collecting. I think there's a 93 or 96 characters that span from essentially A New Hope right through to Power of the Force. That was the end because right. that's the, like basically 84. Yeah. These lines ended. Yeah. And then you had kind of the droids and Ewok series had figures as well. But a lot of it is going back and collecting, you know, the the variations, the variants on these things. Mm-hmm. And then there's a difference between, your, you know, do you collect on card or do you collect loose? Yeah. Collecting on card in the vintage is pretty difficult because yeah. of how expensive oh, they are. Oh, yeah. And, but they look fantastic in, in that. But, you know, a line that we've we've kind of alluded to here, and I think was kind of the first line that we all got into, was the Power of the Force yeah. 2 stuff. Yes. And that's a line where you had the bulked up characters. Yeah. You had kind of the big buff Luke. Luke yeah. got in Hoth gear. This is my first action figure ever. <laughs> wow. And this this one's commonly panned because of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because of the shape of the body? Yeah, because they buffed them up. chest is like... So they, yeah. they went and re-sculpted it all. Like when you look at the originals, you know, these are you know very low points of articulation. The pain apps aren't great. And then they've gone and changed this. They make them almost oh. superhero-like. Yeah. They bulked up a bit. Yeah. Some the ones with like the greenish black kind yeah, of they, packaging. Yeah, so when you look at the card backs, it's it. like they're green, and then they're, and then the second series is kind of an orangey red. Right. You'll see yeah. them even at comic book shops now, and you'll always always see them at cons. There'll be tons of them in boxes. There'll be some like five, ten bucks in in, in box. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I want to ask you about the Kenner ones because you see a lot of them yep. uh, reprints or whatever you call them, right? Like these because you go to like a like a comic book store. And you see, like, the Kenner ones that are made to look yeah. <clears throat> like the original ones. They're obviously not vintage ones, right? They're yeah. just... So, Kenner, as, as, a, as a toy manufacturer, they still exist then? No. So, Hasbro bought them in 91, I believe. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> Hasbro 
bought out all the rights to Kenner. And what they've done, I think that was in 2010, it was called the Vintage Collection. And they've gone back and reproduced the card backs with updated figures in them. So the figures that are in, so that you'll see them on all kinds of the comic book shops and that. So it's the Kenner card backs and it's updated figures within them. So that's, but I've seen some that look like the old ones. Yeah. Not so much for Star Wars, but for other other properties. And I was wondering if, for instance, there's a there's a comic book that I store that I go to that's close to my house, and they have a lot of uh, Predator and Aliens, um, like Kenner, like, okay. and I think it's like the actual card back and everything. And the 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 the, the figures they look like those ancient. Ones. Are you talking about the reaction figures? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, they're very low articulation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look essentially like the the vintage. Pretty much like that, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're they're called Reaction. I believe Funko Funko might do those. I can't remember who exactly does those. But yeah, they're, again, the reproduction. They're trying to capture the essence of of this guy. Right, right? yeah. Of of the the Star Wars vintage in particular. And the the old low parts of articulation, (laughs) lower paint apps. You know, the likeness isn't always great. But they do, that line is quite popular now. Right on. Cool. And um, one thing I forgot to mention was Boba Fett. So oh. this is one of my favorite vintage figures. And if the story behind Boba Fett, so it was released before the movie even came out. Yeah. And it was this infamous mail away. So you had, you had, you had the four <laughs> proofs of purchase from other figures. You sent it away and they send you a Boba Fett in the mail. Before. So this is before Empire. Empire. So this, they, they released this figure in 79. This is before the Christmas special then too? I don't know if it was before the Christmas <laughs> special or not because that was his right? first appearance. Yeah. But the likeness is to the Empire Strikes Back likeness. Okay. And so they had the, the infamous thing is that it's just the rocket firing Boba Fett. Oh, so cool. originally, the, I guess there's a couple of these that exist out there, and this is one of the ones that goes for tons and tons of money, is the Boba Fett, the rocket on the back actually fired out of it. No way. And But because it was a choke, considered a choking hazard, they went and glued it in. And so it's still functional, but glued. Well, it looks like it's, I don't know. It looks like they've glued it in or they've, they've, they've molded it in. Where would be the like the actual mechanism? Like the, the firing button? pin looks yeah. like they've taken out. I see. But Or it might have been one of these ones you just touch the top. Right. And essentially oh, it fires out. Yeah. But that, that's one of the more infamous kind of vintage figures that you'll that'll be out there. And these things go for thousands of dollars. Wow. Really? If you can find them, yeah. It's insane. Incredible. Like, like just looking at prices of some of these vintage, sorry, going back to the vintage again. Like, some of these sell, so there's ones that sell, there's a Boba Fett with a rock about $27,000. What? Crap. Yeah, yeah. Obviously box and mint, right? Well, like, so that would be the mail-away <laughs> one. So it won't even, it didn't have a card back or anything. It was yeah. in a plastic, really? it's essentially in a plastic case in a small white box oh. that showed up in your mail. Wow. wow. Yeah, people, That's it's odd. crazy. They didn't even think of the promotional, like, kind of like, uh, it's just pretty much here, here's your, your guy, basically. Exactly, like, but it got, it got people, because you need to buy four <laughs> figures to get the Boba Fett, right. and it was building hype for Empire Strikes Back. Again, they're, they were really evolving the whole interaction of collecting and, you know, getting action figures with kind of the Star Wars community. So they're building up this community and yeah. saying, here, you get this exclusive action figure. Same yeah. thing that they did with the, the early bird thing. Is you know it's all about exclusive. It's all and and that's just what it was. And it was building hype, and it was running with you know all the hype that Star Wars had, and saying you know we're making hundreds of millions of dollars off collecting here. Let's yeah. continue this. Let's yeah. Build the hype for Empire. Definitely, that's incredible. Yeah, it's continued all the way through there, right? Yeah. So you had like '95 in anticipation of the special editions, yeah. and uh, eventually the Phantom Menace. You had the Power of the Force yeah. line coming out. So that was kind of. Because Star Wars had a big lull in between basically 85 and 95 as far as merchandising, you know, it wasn't until the the re-release of the special editions came out that Star Wars collecting became a thing again. And that sounds like when we all kind of jumped into it, at least collecting more as kids 
playing with action figures. Yeah. And it wasn't until the prequel. So, you know, I've always <laughs> always kind of thought, so you have your vintage era, what's called classic era, which is kind of your Power of the Force 2, so it's your 90s. And then you go into the prequel era of action figures. And this is your essentially your Phantom Menace, your Attack of the Clones, and your Revenge of the Sith. Cool. And interesting enough, so I have the majority of the Phantom Menace, Mm-hmm. Completely skipped Attack of Clones, <laughs> and I have the most not even of, not uh, even the uh, the clones and the clone troopers because I thought the design was pretty cool. It was the time in my life I can't remember exactly what was it two thousand three like five the other day yeah. Yeah. just to yeah. have them all lined up yeah. you know? be like sweet, posing though. them yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be pretty cool. And the Boba Fett too, that would be, or oh, like Jango Fett. Yeah, I have uh, no, I have a Boba because Jango's blue. Yeah, uh, I have a Boba. I haven't come across a Jango. I just picked up five of them. Yeah, and along with uh, like a whole bunch of I got I had a little Yoda, but then I found the Yoda that came. With the little backpack for Luke. Oh for, yeah, for Luke Empire. Or it, 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 no, yeah, Empire. Yeah. You're right because there's the training montage. He's training them, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Empire. Uh, so I picked that up. So I have a little nice. Yoda with a little lightsaber, nice. and then I have oh, the Yoda man. on Luke's back because oh, so it's cool. like a little cloth backpack and everything. Yeah. It looks actually pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I had to pick up a bunch of stuff the other day. That's really <laughs> well, that was cool. yeah. That's the recent Black Series stuff. The, that was the recent Black Series you're talking about. The no, no, it's no, not. It's not a Black Series. series. It's a it's oh, a six okay. inch one. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember that one with the with the Yoda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually don't have Black Series stuff. Oh, really? Not, yeah, I haven't gotten around to it because I'm a little OCD with certain things. So, like for instance, that um, the the Lego Starfighter mm-hmm. uh, that I was mentioning, right? I have a lot of uh, Revell kits. So I have like a, a Tie Bomber, a Tie Interceptor. I have. Um, a Jedi Starfighter. I have an ARC-170, which is like the precursor to uh, the X-Wing. I have an X-Wing. But the problem is that the Jedi Starfighter is not to scale with all of those. Like, all of those are to scale with one another, and the Starfighter is bigger. So I had to, like, it was bugging me so much that that I had to move it to another corner because it doesn't mash together. And, uh, and, like, all of those are also to scale to the Millennium Falcon, which is from the same line. So it all works together, but that one guy. So because I have a bunch (laughs) of uh, of six-inch stuff already, Mm -hmm. every time I go to the store, I'm like, I want another six-inch to be, like, there. The only pass... I have a uh, you know hot toys right yeah oh, yeah. yeah so I have I have a um, uh, a clone trooper uh, they're, they're going to the yellow designation I forget which ones those are oh, yeah, okay the yellow kind of paint app though to them yeah, yeah yeah so I have one of those like the hot toys one like the big one oh, which man. is amazing I got it Incredible. for my birthday oh. it's brilliant oh, man. Uh, so that I'm okay with even though it kind of looks like there's like a giant clone trooper behind <laughs> them but that one I'm able to overlook but everything else has to kind of be to scale Scaled. yeah uh, like I have a in the same cabinet I have a, a two scale ATSD with Darth Vader piling it because I thought it was going to oh, be funny. Nice. So like the little hatch at the top, I open it and put a Darth Vader on yeah. top there. So it's always whenever I take a picture for like Instagram or whatever, yeah. I always wait to see the comments people are, you know, joking and laughing because there's Darth Vader's piling in That's the awesome. ATSD. I love it. <clears throat> but yeah, I want to get into the Black Series stuff. Mm-hmm. But first, I have that floor, quote unquote, of the the display case mm-hmm. I want to like fill it up until there's no room for anything nice. else yeah. then I'll like move to move another to the floor and get some Black Series. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of um, uh, six inch Sorry, uh, the Black Series 6-inch. <clears throat> These yes. are three and a half. Three and three quarter. Yeah, three and three quarters. the ones that I have now. I have a lot of 6-inch action figures, but for movies, not right. uh, not Star Wars okay. stuff. Cool. There's a line called, um, I forget now, uh, it's it's put out by, I um, forget now the, 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 the line, but they, they, they're in a great space where it's like very articulated, very detailed, cool. and a very decent price. So nice. like between $25 and $30, yeah. that's which the, I imagine is the same kind of price. Exact yeah. same price. Which is a pretty good space, yeah. I think. For the detail you're getting, for the size, it yeah. really fills up. Like, and the articulation, you can Definitely. pose them. So I have a whole bunch of movie ones. So I have like Aliens, I have nice. Robocop, cool. I have Terminator, cool. I have like a bunch of them. I But then if I get a, a Black Series now, yeah. it's not going to mesh with everything else because yeah. I want Star Wars to be like a whole Star Wars diorama, right? Yeah. So I'm in this 
this weird dilemma right now. But I'll get to it. Yeah, uh, and the Black Series too themselves. So they went back to I think in 2014 or something mm. is when they first started coming out, and they started producing both prequel and original trilogy. And then they've gone a big way into the Force Awakens yes. now, and that's what's showing up. And so you're starting to see kind of Jango Fett as mm. kind of one of the first to come out that isn't a Force Awakens character in the last yeah. year or so, right? And these things, and you can attest to this, Troy. Oh, yeah. Once you're into them, yeah, there's you're, no you're, going back. No, there's no, no going back. I can tell. Is that, those black series, or no? yeah, so the ones up here are black series. So they're okay. from the original series, which started in 2014, like I okay. said. So that's not even the full collection there. That's the majority of them, and that's that's one thing that I actually want to talk about is in Canada, you know, we have such a hard time with distribution. <laughs> yeah with these action figures and i'm on the hunt almost every weekend yeah. like hitting up walmarts and toys r us mm-hmm. and stuff like that i'm taking my daughter and running through <laughs> to find these things like a goofball but because the distribution is somewhat limited in canada in particular like even calgary itself it's not that big relative really? to a large u.s city or whatever yeah. and so finding these are quite difficult at times <clears throat> and so i find myself you know you want to go online you want to go into these u.s sites to buy these but with the dollar and with shipping you're paying upwards of forty dollars per six-inch yeah. figure, it's brutal. and it's it's really difficult to at times to be a collector <laughs> mm-hmm. in Canada because it's it's so hard to find stuff. You'd never know that looking in here. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> but this is like hours and hours of hunting, and that's yeah. one thing I do love about Star Wars collecting is is the hunt. You're yeah. going in, you're kind of making that's your way, and you know you 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 find stuff in in the toy aisles, and you get all excited, and you get yeah. up to the till, and they ask me. Every single time. Do you need gift receipts? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, every and time. At first, I was, you know, what I, what I, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Uh. Now I'm just like, nah, nope. this is for me. I come up with a giant Lego. Nah, this is for me. That's awesome. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How would you know? Because, like, obviously, I don't think the listeners have. Have you ever posted a picture of, like, what you got? On the, yeah, on the some side? of it, yeah. Okay, so the listeners might have some idea. Because you have a lot of stuff. So I'm wondering, how when you go out, right, yeah. how do you even know anymore if you already have that figure or if you don't? <laughs> Because I even have that problem already, yeah. and I don't have like a tenth of what you have. <laughs> well, the when I'm going to specifically for things, because at times, so some of this stuff is you know you go your vintage or you know your Funko Pops and stuff like that. I guess I have it documented on my phone, mm-hmm. basically everything I have. But I could probably rattle off the majority of things I have down here, and that's just from years of being kind of totally immersed in it right and chasing these things for so long you know if like some things like say kylo ren six inch figure you know something that i chased for a while you're not gonna forget that one. you're not gonna forget certain things right and so i don't think i've ever double bought anything probably will happen at some point (laughs) i've done that with comics yeah Yeah, yeah, all the time i'm sitting and i've lately i've been terrible for that because i'm a bit behind my comics i'll be sitting in the comic book shop and i'm like I'm looking at the covers. I know oh, I've I looked know. at the covers it's before. The I was like, I have no idea if I own this or not. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to go back now. I'm not going to get it because I've done it before where I've bought doubles of things. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I know. You know and now well, you're looking at five bucks per comic because yeah. the US price. And that, yeah. It's not something that you kind of want to continually <laughs> be buying the same comic over and yeah. over again. But I don't know. Sometimes maybe it's because I'm so focused on finding particular things. Mm-hmm. Like recently, it's been action figures, and I've had a lot of success recently in Calgary finding the three and three quarter inch line of the of the or the not the Black series, the Force Awakens series, mm-hmm. and the six inch as well. I've had some some success, and but I think documenting it is quite important. Yeah, and that also helps if someone ever breaks in and, and steals it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta know what's around. Yeah, but it, it's interesting pulling on that thread a bit about someone actually breaking in like if you were to come in here people are going to look around and probably take some stuff but at the end of the day as being a collector like i've never collected because i thought things were actually worth something mm-hmm. you know they're more worth 
more have a personal attachment to yeah. these things. But anyone that's going out and collecting Star Wars stuff, looking to make a quick buck, yeah. so you have your scalpers and stuff like that, whom I absolutely <laughs> hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't, right? Yeah, they're yeah. the guys that go into Toys R Us the, or the whatever. They'll take them yeah. and they'll you'll find them on eBay for fifty, sixty bucks. Exactly. Yeah. And even at times, I've I've gone in and I've I've had two rare figures in my hand. And I've said to myself, you know, I could buy this and probably could sell one, yeah. but I'm going to leave this here because there's going to be another collector that's going to come along and want this. Yeah. And so I'll put it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't like the idea of scalping that. <laughs> that's but, really hitting the uh, the Amiibo collecting community, I hear. Yeah, is it? Because that, that's the, like, right now, like the big mainstream collecting, I think, is the Amiibo thing. Right? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. people will line up outside of Toys R Us, like spend the night because they know a shipment is coming with a new thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I have some friends in the Amiibo hunting community yeah. and they talk about how like people go and even though they put limitations on how many you can buy at a store yeah. people go with like their friends pretend they don't know each other and like you know you'll buy two I'll yeah. buy two he'll buy three which is like the limit and then you know one guy's clearing up the whole store oh shoot I'm not sure if there's any mechanisms in place for the Star Wars. Because Star Wars, even though there is a big collecting community, it's not as much of a mainstream frenzy as Amiibo is. So are you able to then go to a store and say buy five yeah. Kylo Ren? Okay. Like I bought this whole line this weekend. But the thing of is, the same? Can you buy several of the same? Because yeah, that's what they apparently, there's yeah. mechanisms to prevent that in some other, there, uh, for other collectibles. There might be, but there's nothing that I've ever really been aware of, with the exception of when Troy and I oh, did yeah. for Friday. Friday. Um, so that was last September we sat out in front of the Toys R Us on the cloud for like four or five hours in yeah. line with you know a couple hundred other people yeah. and then you go into the store and it was a it was a maximum of two items yeah. that was Force Friday right? yeah, yeah. yeah it was last September so we I came out with Kylo Ren and a, a six inch Kylo Ren and a six inch Stormtrooper that was all you're allowed to buy. Mm-hmm. There's people really? who would have went in there and grabbed the whole thing if they yeah. could have. Oh, yeah. There's people... Some things had limits. The six-inch action figures had limits. The three-three-quarter-inch had limits. Mm-hmm. The Legos didn't. People were going in with carts and yeah. swiping yeah. the entire aisle of oh, Star Wars Lego yeah. into a bin and walking out with it. Yeah. Like I watched a guy do $3,000 transaction of Jeez. Lego on Force Friday. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> wow. Holy crap. But it's, it's one of those things. Like Scalpers are, you know plague in the collecting community yeah. but anyone who thinks they're going to make a fortune off stars collecting it's not there yeah right you can't go into it being like well if i get this you know you can probably make a quick buck once in a while well yeah. figures hot but distribution eventually catches up with things yeah like there's people that are, are were paying a ton of money for the rays and stuff like that yeah. because they were popular and you couldn't find them but now they're starting to show up a lot of these ways are starting to come you know, showing up. Some of them are even peg warming. You're seeing, we, you see Finn Jakku's everywhere, everywhere right? Yeah. But it, it, it's something that you know, I'd really caution people on as far as going in and trying to get everything right away. Mm-hmm. Not only do you, you kind of miss out on the thrill of the hunt for these some things, yeah. for this kind of stuff, but also if you're going and paying $50 per figure, you're going to run yourself into a world of hurt yeah, financially definitely. very quickly. And you're not going to be able to amass a collection mm-hmm. if that's really what you're after, yeah. right? We've talked a little bit about how we display things, and you know we got. I'll throw a picture up again uh, this this week of of the kind of the nerd room, so you guys have an idea of what we're talking about as throughout the podcast here. But you know, I have the whole basement here for for displaying things, and you know, different shelves. I've got theme shelves and Just stuff. Just realized like that. the Milano there. Yeah, the Milano sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how do you guys store your stuff or display your stuff? Not so much store, because that that's a big thing too. Is is space? Mm-hmm. This stuff takes up a ton of room. At times, you know, you spend all this money, the time you put into collecting these things, you want to display it out there, right? Definitely. And it takes time. It takes tweaking. 
And depending on your room size, like before we had this down here, I was up in the spare bedroom upstairs, a very small room. And so you have to kind of pick and choose. You have to rotate stuff out. Mm -hmm. And That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have a relatively small uh, apartment, right? So one, uh, I have the bedroom and then the office where I do like my vlogging, writing, recording podcasts. And that's where I display my collections, right? Yeah. So I picked up uh, this shelf. This shelf is like known within the, the, the collecting community because it's fairly inexpensive. It's $80 yeah. and it's the Detolf from Ikea. Oh, I think the they're down to like 59 <laughs> The glass yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're even exactly cheaper now, right? Yeah. yeah, when yeah. I bought them, they were 80 bucks. Yeah. And they're they're just like such, they, they fulfill that role just beautifully and they're very well known in the collecting community because yeah. they have the little light and everything. So I picked up two and uh, I have on one side, I have a bunch of like, so on one I have a Millennium Falcon at the very top uh, movie action figures, some movie like statues and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. comic book statues, uh, and some more comic book at the bottom, like all six inch, like equivalent to the Black Series, right? On the other one, I have some Mario stuff. That's another thing that I collect. Cool. I'll buy anything Mario related, yeah. right? Like you go to like you find these little trinkets at like Best Buy, like yeah. the Impulse yes, Buy a little yeah. area before cash. Or... <laughs> Sometimes they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. So I'll buy all of that stuff. So I have cool. a bunch of Mario. I collect um, old school uh, consoles, portable consoles. Oh, nice. So I have all the Game Boys and all the Game Boy Advances. Oh, all portables. Okay, cool. Right. I have yeah. the Vita, the PS, two PSPs, yeah. two Game Boy Advances. Got Game two... Gear in there. I don't have a Game Gear oh, okay, yet because yeah, it yeah. wouldn't fit. It's so big. Uh, yeah. I have two Game Boy Advance SP and yeah. they barely fit. And those are the smaller ones, right? Yes, the yeah. one, the clamshell design one. Yeah. So I yeah. have uh, the one, the first one that came out and I have one that's called among the collecting community AGS 101 because it has like a brighter screen. Nice. They got discontinued very quick. Oh, okay. And that's the one to have because it's so much more easy to, to see. Right. That was a pain to find. Uh, and then right under that I have all my Star Wars stuff. Nice. So I have an ATSD. I have actually the ATSD is the one that ended up getting broken. I guess I didn't glue it together ah. all that great uh <clears throat> so it started kind of falling apart uh there's an atst and it's i think it's a kenner one i'm not sure if they put out the ones kenner would have they put out vehicles beasts everything so it's the see. one that has a mechanism where it walks like you, you kind of pick it up there's a button at the bottom and as you oh, press okay. the the, the, the oh, legs kind of go up nice. and down yeah so as a kid uh, you know you kind of hold it up and then press the button and it looks like it's walking yeah that's and cool. then at the top there's like a like a hat where you can put like a like a three uh inch figure oh, and i have the a dark vader cool. yeah there's a little cockpit yeah so i have a whole bunch of uh, uh stormtrooper uh, sorry clone troopers because i just love i love the the, the the look of a bunch of stormtroopers yeah. together yeah, yeah. Uh, like a little diorama yeah. so i have some luke's i haven't found a return of the jedi luke yet no eh? yeah no. which is the, my, the best love one, that one right? i love, love that the look. one yeah, love, that's, yeah. that's yours oh it's, yeah. it's beautiful like yeah, all definitely. black with the green saber oh, and everything. Yeah. perfect uh so i have a, a boba fett i have uh i have a um uh, Qui-Gon that the saber actually lights up oh. and it's funny because the arm is like imagine a figure kind of like this or actually more accurately like this uh, this Jar Jar Binks we have here it's a three and a, three and a quarter inch you yeah, said? three and three quarter three and three quarter inch figure uh, and then this arm the right arm there's no articulation at all and right at the hand area it's like really big and bulky to accommodate for like the light and the, oh. the batteries so the way they disguise <laughs> that is because he's wearing robes right so it looks like ah, the robe is like nice. dangling nice. down yeah. so the, it lights up <clears throat> and it's that already because when I first bought him yeah. I turned it on and like left it there <laughs> so like you have the lights from the the display case and like a right. single like lightsaber on uh, several R2s. I got a 3PO. I got uh, what else? Akbar. I have. Oh, yeah. oh, there's there's quite a few. It's it's nice. Like I I lost all of my my action figures from when uh, from when I went to the states in 1999 when Episode One came out. Mm -hmm. So I set out to like kind of recreate that same collection I had. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. So I pick. I, ha I haven't been there in a while, and even every time I go, I just I can't pick up like one or two, especially because these ones are so much more affordable, right? For sure. I think they're like 12 bucks right now. Yeah. So yeah, I always pick up like quite a few, and then at the end when I finish setting them all up, there's like just a whole bunch of like 
plastic and like card backs yeah, on the like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, the bubble wrap. And because you buy some of these figures and they have more than one gun, right? Yeah. And some of them, I, I you probably know this. Some of them are from a line that you can actually use those. At some as some kind of like tabletop game. Oh, really? Because they come with dice. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know. Interesting. They come with dice and they come with these cards that have attributes. So like their speed, or I barely looked at it because I collect them, right? Yeah. I don't keep them in the packages though, and I, I display them like I because I have the display case. It's it doesn't get so dusty. Mm-hmm. Like it takes quite a bit longer to get dusty. Yeah. So I'm able to like kind of like take them all out and pose them like together, right? These guys here, these three and a three quarter inch figures, they're quite a little more difficult to pose because they're very light. Yeah. They don't have a lot of weight to them, so like figuring out the center mass is a little bit tricky. Right. But then they come with little bases, as you can see here. There's these little uh, holes yeah. here. Nice. So a lot of them come with bases that you can like you know pose them. Like my my uh, clone troopers like. I have them like one like kind of like, oh, kneeling down man. next to the other one and I have one holding the helmet like under his arm and oh, kind of no like way. pointing. That's cool. So that's really cool. That's yeah. that's what I like. Like I I have a few figures in my collection that I kept in the box cuz I like I I just I couldn't bring myself to uh, opening I managed to score um, like late 80s uh, Super Mario uh, wristwatch oh wow uh, and it's like it's still in like the battery has long since died, yeah. right? But it's still in the bubble like wrap and it's like it's, I don't think it's mint because, like, if you see these grading scales, like, yeah, it, it's, it's super. C scales, yeah. It's, it's impossible to get, like, mint, but it's, like, in pretty decent condition. Yeah. Um, there's a few, like, Mario figurines that I kind of still kept in the bubble wrap. But the, the the Star Wars one, I just like posing them and having them all together yeah. in a group. Absolutely. Uh, so I have, like, an, an Emperor and a Darth Maul, like, way in the back. And so, yeah. I like I like posing them all together like that. Yeah, and switching it up on the Oh yeah. How do you, how do you feel about carded versus loose collecting? Cuz you can see here so vintage I collect loose yeah. and everything else Star Wars only cuz I open up my cuz I collect Marvel Legends 6 and all that kind of stuff yep. too. And <clears throat> Star Wars for whatever reason I've decided it's I'm a card back collector. They they have yeah. to be mint in box and Definitely. that's the way from the Funko line to the three and three quarter inch to the six inch, all of the ones I have are all what you'd consider mint in box. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Like, are you more about getting, because it sounds like, Izzy, that you're more about getting out and posing these things. And, you know, I struggle with this sometimes. Sometimes I come down here, I'm just like, I just want to open all these out and pose them all and, you know, put up little scenes and stuff like that. But I just can't bring myself to opening anything. Yeah. I guess once you've gotten used to it. How do you feel about that? Um, well, with me, I keep, uh, I keep the Black Series in the box. Marvel yeah. Selects in the box. My Marvel Legends. They Love Marvel Select, by the way. Oh, they're so great. The they're inch? absolutely great. Oh, they're, absolutely they're great. Perfect. They're perfect. I open mine, though. <laughs> I, I open, see, I open them all more. I open yeah. my Marvel Selects, too. I love the box. Yeah. I just love the way the box looks. So oh, yeah. I have a nice kind of IKEA absolutely shelf beautiful. that I keep them in. So um, my DC animated collectibles, <laughs> I keep those in the box. But my DC collectibles designers, I'm taking those out because I yeah. kind of add paint apps and color them. So I'm going to pose those guys because they have... Decent articulation, so okay. yeah. yeah. Other than that, though, Star Wars in the box for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how about articulation? Because you know, you, we we went from vintage action figures, which yeah. have five POA. Yeah, uh, we went to almost super articulated by the time you got into uh, Beyond the Power of the Force, into kind of the prequel era figures, mm-hmm. where you're having the knees, the ankles, the wrists, the, the everything, the heads, like the head, the, the neck, and some yeah, of them like the exactly the, the battle droid here. And then yeah. now we're moving back towards with the Force Awakens three three quarter inch in particular. Very low articulation. Five points of articulation. They they look a lot like the vintage action figures, but they're just more detailed. Yeah. And some people, particularly in the collecting community, don't like that. What they've gone and done mm-hmm. is made these low articulation. And a lot of it's a price point. Yeah. Do you see the high articulation action figures now? The three and three quarter inch are now fourteen dollars. Exactly. Where this line, the 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 red card back, 
Force Awakens line, they're between seven and nine dollars. Yeah. They're only five. They are away. pretty detailed though, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, they're very detailed. The same figures, they're just not. And usually the articulations in the knees, the hips, and the elbows joints, and that's just so posability. So mm-hmm. when you're keeping them in on card, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but and I like these because, like, like as a comparison, if you look at the the nine um three and three quarter inch from the Black Series uh, or the Force Awakens line, and then you look at the vintage action figure side by side, there's not a ton of difference. No, it's a little bit of detail, but at the proportions end of the day, are better. Like in Neon Num's case here, like the face is definitely a little bit more realistic, yeah. closer to. And that yeah, that's thirty <clears throat> years of of working sculpts yeah. and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think for me, this line, the Force Awakens three and three quarter inch line, mm-hmm. it looks a lot like the Vintage line, and that's why I like collecting them. Yeah, because I had gotten away from the three and three quarter inch line because it was getting really expensive. The figures yeah. were upwards of ten plus dollars. And the line goes so deep. It does. So it's quickly. Huge, yeah. Like with the Black Series, the six inch, you're getting on average probably three to four per wave of figures. <laughs> How often do they come out, by the way? Uh, you're looking at, you're probably getting between four and six waves a year spread out. Sometimes they come one on top of the other, and sometimes they're spread out by a couple months. Okay. And a wave consists usually of three to four new figures and usually two repacks. So it would be carryovers from the wave before. So the current one that's hitting stores right now is old Han, Jango Fett, a flame trooper. I don't have a Jango Fett either. Sorry, uh, uh, an old Han either. No. I got to one out. Oh, they're hard to that find. Yeah, that's what I want. That in the Return of the Jedi Luke. Yeah. I, I can't find those. Yeah, are, all the Black Series are hard to find. Yeah, they're tough. The old Han's hard to find. Mm-hmm. But the carryover in that wave is Phasma and Finn. Now I really that's want some cool. Black Series. Yeah, so I can get the Phasma. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, your your waves, the, but the waves of the three and a quarter inch, they're hitting what seems like one on top of the another now, and you're getting anywhere between four and six new figures per wave, yeah. and so at times it does start to get expensive. Like this weekend, I went and found six new action figures, and at ten bucks a pop, like you're already sixty bucks in, right? Jeez. And it's never going to stop me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, the details on these are really great, though. I love it. I think I'd actually go detail over articulation in this case. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah and, and the the card backs on these things are phenomenal. And we're and we're looking at kind of the red Force Awakens card backs. I think they're the the, the armor up figures or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, they just look fantastic. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving this line. Kylo looks great. I can't get over that. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Yeah, with the awesome. yeah. So this is the new one we're looking at with the unmasked Kylo Ren. Yeah, but hooded. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So you know, we're kind of looking at all this stuff, and we've mentioned a few things that we like. What would be your guys' holy grails if you had? unlimited money um, and you know we're not even looking you could go beyond even just something that's super expensive like what kind of line would you like to complete what, what what's something that you'd like to have displayed in your nerd room you know if you had unlimited money if the funds were you could do whatever you wanted you could buy whatever you wanted yeah. what would you do would you go after the black series full line what, what would you do hot toys whatever. oh yeah hot toys you yeah. said it hot uh, toys yeah hot toys easily. is like uh, uh, like a oh. lineup of uh, hot toy this would be very expensive uh, <laughs> yeah. stormtroopers yeah like a, like a battalion oh. like a hot toys yeah. stormtrooper battalion yeah but that would we're, we're looking to thousands oh, of dollars at that, that point with, uh, so Darth, that, Darth Vader just leading yeah them. Can you imagine like this whole table right here, oh, like, a yeah. whole bunch? But those guys, they're yeah. Oh, we're we're talking to thousands of dollars. Yeah. If money is no, uh, no object whatsoever, then yeah, that for sure. They just get better. Like I saw Finn. I've seen Luke in the, the episode four. Get up, he just looks great. It's incredible. It's and that's one thing that I'm not into. It's yeah. the the barrier for entry there is yeah. 
financially is just too high for it's me. Too much, yeah. It's That's something... why I only have one that was given to me as a gift. Yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. pretty pricey. But you know, I know some people that do collect them, yeah. and they're as into it as you would be with a three three quarter inch. Yeah. Except for your price point is three to five to six hundred dollars yeah. per yeah. hot yeah. toys, and these things drop like crazy. Like the Force Awakens dropped all at the same time. Yeah. It was Kylo, it was Phasma, it was the Stormtroopers. Everything yeah. came at the same time. And you're looking at three plus hundred dollars mm-hmm. per figure. And Huge. but Hot Toys is something I get into. But for me, it would be going back and completing the vintage. Oh, cool line. You know, I'm about halfway through it here, but it's only a, halfway through. Yeah, it's I got about fifty or sixty, so maybe three quarters of the way through, two thirds of the way through, maybe of, of I guess ninety three or ninety six of them. Some of them are really hard to get, but I'd like to go through and have almost like a mint loose collection of these. Okay. And then even going back, I love the the early bird package, mint in box. Oh yeah. And the other thing, and it's just something I haven't got around to, is a vintage AT or ATAT or ADAT, yeah, whatever yeah. you call it. I see you have one back there. That's which a Lego one. That? That's a Lego. I can yeah. tell from from back here. Yeah. So I don't have any. That's that's my favorite vehicle from my favorite battle from my favorite movie of Star Wars, and it's something that I've been. Those meaning. things showed up. It was. It's, oh, it's, it's that, that, man these movies it's it's incredible I remember watching that and Return of the Jedi was the first one that I saw right so getting dropped into Return of the Jedi it's a little confusing but at the same time I knew right off the bat that wow this is my shit yeah, right here yeah. like I, I'm loving every second of oh, this yeah. Yeah. so like A New Hope was like this is still pretty cool yeah. but when you see some of the vehicles and like the, the, the AT-AT is it's so you, you play Battlefront right yeah oh yeah yeah. And I remember one of the big things. I think that was the very first game that I can recall, definitely that you could actually pilot the ATAT. Yeah, in the new one you can. Oh, they captured stuff. that scene oh, because they they are yeah. a base. Them like the the ATAT is like a moving base, so yeah. you can like spawn from it. You can capture oh, one. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, the ATAT is definitely. I mean, it's it's the biggest one aside from like the cap uh, the uh, Star Destroyers, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 a cool one. Like, how big is that? The the one that you're looking for, the vintage one, was that by Kenner? Yeah, it'd be Kenner. And it's about the size of the Lego. It's probably a bit, maybe... I thought it was bigger. It is bigger. I've seen the videos. It's about um, half a size again, probably bigger than that. And they're not overly expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just finding one that's you know has all the pieces to it, is relatively in good condition. And you're looking at probably three, four, five hundred bucks or something like that. And Hasbro has one of those now. Yeah. Don't they? How about those? Would you go for those? Um, or did I'd you want vintage? Probably. Well, I definitely go vintage. Um, it, I've looked at stuff like that, and there's probably like four or five different Hasbro ones that have been put out throughout kind of the last 10, 15 years really? or so. Yeah, but it's a vintage one. I want to go back. I whatever it is, it's it's, it's interesting because you mentioned the first one you saw was Return of the Jedi, and because of our age, we were kind of born more or less during or right after that Star Wars came out. Yeah. So we didn't have this as a child. Oh, no. This was something that was introduced <laughs> to us in kind of your early teens, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it was more with, like I we was, had mentioned, yeah. with the special edition and stuff yeah. like that. Or it was introduced to you by when the VHS started coming out. Because yeah. once it disappeared from the theaters, it was yeah. gone, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so this affinity I have for the vintage series kind of goes back to the story I was telling them. I don't know if I actually told it on here or not. Was I saw my uncle. He had it on his wall. Yeah. And it was... What did he have? He had the... Darth Vader uh, vintage collecting case head uh-huh. opened with it's 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 got a it's a carrying case so it's got all the figures I've and seen stickers that. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can take a look at it after and he had it displayed on the wall <laughs> and I remember looking at it and this was probably around 2000 or so. I remember looking at it being like this is one of the coolest things I've yeah. ever awesome. seen. And you know, coming from a world when you're a kid and you see an adult that has that yeah. stuff, it's just the coolest. <laughs> oh thing. yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what really kicked it off this yeah. vintage thing for me. And that's like I told the story about my dad going and getting it and giving these to me. And I just I thought it was the coolest thing, just the way it was displayed and how it looked. 
and that was again the kickoff and for and i've loved the vintage stuff ever since that's awesome and i just i yeah. think it's really cool to have in your hands something that was manufactured and produced and and put out to the public in 1978 yeah that's and true. this is something that you know <clears throat> although i didn't have i wasn't fortunate enough to have the experience of playing with these as a kid, so I'm not connected in that way. Yeah. Um, but I've, it's... Wait, so you never played with uh, Star Wars? I did, but it was Power of the Force 2 Ah, stuff. gotcha. Right. I, I was, you're talking about yeah. Vintage specifically. The vintage, gotcha. yeah. I, I, was, it was, I was too young to... These were long gone of by course. the time yeah. I, I got into actually physically playing with Star Wars toys. Yeah. And it was the Power of the Force 2 that I got into first. But yeah, I'd, the vintage is what I'd go back and collect if I had money that I could just spend on anything. Yeah. And I, I think that's, and I'd go back and do the same thing with the art and the posters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'd go back and grab, you know, some of the, the old Star Wars posters and display all them stuff. Like it, that, that's just, I don't know. The vintage just has a special place for me. And that's, that's, that's cool. what I go back and collect. Yeah. You guys into the comics at all? Star Wars? Yeah. The new, like the new stuff that's coming out now? Any like of The it. new canon? I read, uh, it's been a while since I read the classic ones. I, I read Air of the Empire, like yeah close a decade ago i got actually my wife got me the trades like the paperbacks nice for uh air of the empire there's a couple yeah. boba fett ones too uh i started reading the new marvel line that's like cool. the new canon oh yeah and it's it's pretty decent yeah i was a little taken aback when i found out that they most of them take place between uh episode four and episode five right so I was like, I was expecting, like I'm reading them and in the beginning there's not a whole lot of references so you're thinking you're seeing something after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And then you see like Vader coming up and then you know that the characters still don't know that like Vader's Luke's father and exactly. stuff like that. Uh, but it's still, it's pretty good. The art is great. Yeah. And um, because Disney owns Marvel and uh, Star Wars, mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense yeah. that they would, you know, Synergies. put those. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's perfect, right? Oh yeah. They didn't spend those four billion. I guess it's eight billion when you count both yeah. Marvel and Disney. <laughs> But they are getting their money's worth. So Definitely. the comics are pretty good. Yeah, you do uh, both uh, Darth Vader and Star Wars, or uh, I haven't read the Darth Vader. Oh, okay, line yet. okay. Cool. I, I read the the Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Reading, yeah, I'm reading Star Wars. Nice. Uh, I have the Darth Vader one. I haven't yeah, started it's great. yet. It's the, great. And they're almost a tandem series. I mm -hmm. would highly recommend reading Darth Vader. It's one of the best comics out <laughs> there. Yeah, I have it. I just haven't started yeah. it. Yet. It's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever gone back and read any of the original comics, the '77 Marvel? Comics. Uh, those the ones that are based on novelization, right? So there's the first six in the series are a retelling of A New Hope, and then you've got what was essentially the entering. I think issue seven is the first EU story oh, really? told. This first story told outside of a movie, and then these build, and then you have uh, the the retelling of Empire Strikes Back, and then subsequently Return of the Jedi, and then you have these stories that infill in between, and then after Return of the Jedi, you had the kind of take off of the novelization and stuff. Like and those that. were still the Dark Horse comics, right? I no, think. that was Marvel that held those. No, you're right. The very first yep. few ones, yes, I remember the I... first 107 <laughs> issues were wow, Marvel. Marvel, that's so cool. And then yeah. it got they lost the then basically Marvel after the Return of the Jedi it dropped right off there and then Dark Horse in the early nineties picked up the, the comic rights. That's the ones I had. And that's along with when you get Timothy Zahn writing and you know, and we talked about this yeah. in episode five about the new Star Wars Ken and stuff like that. And it's really from there. So that's something else I'd go back. And I, I've gone back and I've collected, I think, about 50 of the comics wow. from that era, that 77 era, trying to get all 107. That's so cool. Um, so then issue number one is, is a big one for Ooh. me that I want to get. I, got, I, I still remember the picture. Yeah, the kind of like the reimagining. Oh, yeah, the, that's the one right there. Right there yeah, yeah. It's, it's a replica, but it's, it's not the actual number one because the actual number one is going for... God upwards knows. of eight to thousand dollars something like that 800 Jesus. to yeah it's in, in in good condition you know graded and that sort of thing izzy 
it's it's been fantastic having you. Here. Oh, this is yeah, this yeah. is absolutely thanks great. Coming, thanks for for having me. This has been great. Yeah. Yeah. it's not every day that you get to speak about these things with people right. who actually who care about this stuff yeah, as much know? as you do. You know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's the fun thing about doing this kind of stuff is that I I it, it's enjoying talking. It's talking to people that have the same love and passion about these types of things and it gets you excited it gets you pumped up like yeah. i'm ready to go out to walmart right now yeah. <laughs> i want some black series now i keep looking at this guy i'm like you know what maybe i can't have like a whole hot toys battalion yeah, yeah. but black series that's a lot more doable wait tell the listeners where they can find you so uh you can find me on twitter i'm always there as you know yeah. at mr nobre so m-r-n-o-b-r-e uh, on YouTube, the Izzy Nobre Show, and I guess that's the main ones in English. I do a lot of stuff in Portuguese, right? Like a podcast cool. and another vlog and a blog and all this stuff. Wow. But for English, that's yeah. the ones. The Twitter, Busy guy right here. Yeah, oh, man. Dude. It's yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can find this guy on Twitter at all hours of the day. <laughs> I'm always there, man. Like I don't sleep a whole lot, and I got my phone on me all the time, so always interacting with the people. Nice. Yeah, nice. make sure to check out his YouTube stuff. It's a lot of fun, actually. It's uh, I really like how you how you compile your videos and that. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Right on. Thanks, man. I love it. Nerding stuff in there. Yeah, so it's, it's, it took me a while. My first couple of videos, oh boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're rough to watch. Recently, I did a, like on like a special because my channel actually today is the eighth. Uh, my channel completed ten years on YouTube. I've been oh, on YouTube for a while. Wow, congrats, ten years. Man. Yeah, awesome. man, it was it was wow. it was crazy. And uh, I was doing <laughs> kind of like a reaction to my very first video. Oh yeah. So the quality is terrible. The audio, there's a lot of um um. That whole ease of you know speaking to a camera wasn't yeah. there yet. Yeah. So it it was a little bit hard to watch. Wow. So now I like to think I've polished up. Uh, my work a little bit, so yeah. it's a little bit more watchable now. Yeah. I think it's fantastic stuff, and I'm, I'm hoping that someday the nerd room will get there. Because even you know we're only twelve episodes 12 in episodes here. In, yeah. You go back to episode one, and it's whew, it's you learn it's a, yeah. like yeah. learn as you go kind of thing. It's great, yeah. yeah. But you know, again, guys, love talking stars. You know, we're definitely gonna have to come back and revisit some of this. Yeah. You know, as always, there's tons of stuff to yes. talk about here. That's the beauty of it. And you know, I'm assuming and I'm hoping that we're gonna get a Force Friday type of um, event for Rogue One. Well, there's that. Uh, That's I know next year. Up, but there's a little leak of a trailer. There's well, a little, there's a little sure? leak tease. Whoa. Yeah, we'll check it out after. There's a yeah. little, little tiny leak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, check this out. But yeah. If they do do a Force Friday thing, you know, I'm proposing. Well, they gotta. They have to. They have to. Well, they made like a billion dollars in like a day yeah. on that on that Force Friday thing. Tons of money. Oh yeah. But what I'm proposing here is maybe we go out. We'll take the mic out. Yeah. Maybe do a bit of live showing. That'd be yeah, cool. I gotta bring my camera. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That'd definitely. be awesome, right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Again, we're getting together and. Uh, we're gonna at least I'm gonna commit us to a Force Friday yeah. uh, podcast yeah. vlog whatever yeah, you want to do that'll be awesome and uh, looking forward to it excellent all right guys for the nerd room I'm Tim I'm Troy and I'm Izzy thank you for entering the nerd room this is usually where Sanjay would do the door thing yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, something's missing here yeah, yeah. Sanjay we'll, we'll splice that in <laughs> anyways we're out don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, 1912 Podcasting, and Troy, the boy 87